very pleasant good evening to you, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell, along with Rob Rickenbaugh, and tonight we have got Roger Bacon High School football for you this evening on UltimateSportsTalk.com. It is not a very pleasant evening weather-wise around here. This is week 10 of the high school football season, last game for these two football teams between Purcell Marion meeting up with Roger Bacon for the 90th time in this rivalry, and the Spartans here this evening at Bron Bezovich Stadium. And, of course, when you look at this situation and you take a look at what it is going to be here on senior night, it is going to be a very interesting football game between two ball clubs, Purcell Marion, 2-7 and seven on the year, 1-5 and five in the GCL Central, and Roger Bacon at 3-6 and six on the season, 1-5 and five also in the GCL Central. These two teams, of course, are looking at making things a lot better, not only tonight, but into next year, and this being senior night for Roger Bacon. Of course, they've only got the eight seniors that they are going to be celebrating here tonight, and when the festivities get underway, we will join the public address announcer with all of those festivities coming up in just a little bit. As I said, both of these teams are coming in off of losses last week. Roger Bacon, they have lost five of their last six ball games after losing last week 31-18 to at Middletown Fenwick, and with a win tonight, the Spartans can better their season mark from one year ago by one game, or a loss would equal last season's mark at 3-7. and seven. And with a win, they could finish in third all by themselves in the GCL Central Division. Offensively, Tyler Bullock was the focal point last week. Corey Kiner only had six carries in the first half for a negative one yard, but it was the defense that kept the team in the opener. Now let's join the public address announcer with tonight's Senior Night Ceremonies. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the historic Ron Basevich Memorial Stadium, the home of your Roger Bacon Spartans. Before we start our varsity game, we would like to take a moment and recognize our seniors from our football, band, cheer, and girls' tennis team and their parents. First, representing our football team, Josh King. Accompanied by his mom and dad, Tracy and Anthony. Let's hear it for Josh. Chris Coogley. Accompanied by his mom and dad, Chris Coogley and Asha Said. Let's hear it for Chris. Amir Muhammad. Accompanied by his mom and dad, Charmaine and Cliff. Let's hear it for Amir. Chaz Schultz. Accompanied by his mom and dad, Debbie and Wolfgang. Let's hear it for Chaz. George Beef. Accompanied by his mom and dad, Maria and Ed. Let's hear it for George. Zach Whitten is accompanied by his mom and dad, Lori and Graham. Let's hear it for Zach. Logan Wolf, accompanied by his mom and dad, Lisa and Brian. Let's hear it for Logan. In our last football senior, Amos Zardi. 
They're accompanied by his mom. Diana Tarley. Let's hear it for Amos. Let's give our football players a huge round of applause. Thank you. So that is Next, the representing our seniors for tennis team. Let's continue on with the tennis team. Aaron Bax, accompanied by her mom and dad, Linda and Mike. Let's hear it for Aaron. Courtney Delaney. Accompanied by her mom and dad, Lisa and Mark. Let's hear for Courtney and these two seniors from our tennis team, both four-year players. Not able to be here tonight from our golf team was Ben Woosty and Daniel Michaels. Representing our band, RB3, Joe King. Accompanied by his mom and dad, Julian and Robert. Let's hear it for Joe. Sam Mushhaven. Accompanied by his mom and dad, Lainey Ottaway and Joe Mushhaven. Let's hear it for Sam. And now representing our cheer team. Raja Shepard. Accompanied by her mom and grandfather, Rashara Richardson and Robert Dixon. Let's hear it for Roger. And Aaliyah Walker. Accompanied by her mom, Tiffany Walker. Please join me in thanking these student athletes and their parents for all you have contributed to Roger Bacon High School over the last four years. Congratulations and best of luck to all of you. Thank you. Well, it is always an interesting time when it comes to senior night. I played at a high school, Rob Rickenbaugh joining us now. Back from a week, boy. Thanks for uh, joining us again this week, gracing us with your presence. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, <laughs> birthday week, you know, the family commitments last week. Yeah. Glad to be back. No problem. But I know you, you played here. You played on the football team. I played on a high school that didn't have a football team, but basketball team and baseball team. Senior night is always a special night. It really is, uh, especially for these kids who've, you know, four years of two-a-days, practices every day, uh, games, wins, losses, going to battle. You know, there's a different feeling when you're lining up with 11 other 11 guys on a Friday night, really going to war. Uh, it means a lot when you get to walk on this field one last time. And Rob had the opportunity to talk with the seniors on the football team, and let's listen to at least and talk. He had an opportunity to talk with those, and let's see what they had to say earlier tonight. I am here with the seniors for Roger Bacon football, and I'm gonna let them have it. Uh, my name's Chris Coogley. I'm a senior captain for Roger Bacon High School. Uh, Roger Bacon football has meant several things to me, but uh, the the most important thing that I've gotten out of Roger Bacon football is uh, that it's a brotherhood and, and it's a family, and I, I love that about Roger Bacon. Uh, hi, I'm, my name is Chad Scholes, and the best thing about Roger Bacon football is that you always have a second family to look to if you ever need anything, and you always everybody always has your back. 
Hi, my name is Josh King, and Roger Bacon football means to me that I always have brothers that I can turn to no matter what. All right, uh, Senior Captain Logan Wolf, uh, the season's been all to me, and the uh, number one thing about Roger Bacon football has been my family. Uh, my name is Zach Wynn, Senior Captain. Uh, these four years have probably been the best time of my life. Uh, the fall season, football season, and I, I just can't thank all these guys. It's been the best time of my life. Uh, George Reith, um, the uh, uh, Roger Bacon football, I guess the family you develop here is so great. Amos right, already here. Um, Roger Bacon football is pretty special. Um, I transferred here two years ago, and like the environment is pretty cool. Everyone's accepting. Like you don't get judged by nothing, and everyone's just tight here. And like we're all brothers, even through all, even through all the bad stuff, we all stick with, with each other. And finally, Amir Muhammad from Roger Bacon High School. One thing I like about the school is uh, that the coaches, like, if you do something wrong, they won't c let you continue to do wrong. Like, they'll keep pushing you and training you and just trying to push you to be, per like, be perfect or trying to lead you to perfection. That's the one thing I like about our coaches in this school. All right, guys, one more time. Hell Spartans! Hell yeah! So that's the seniors for Roger Bacon who are coming out here today to play their final home game of their football career. Rob, I know I know you've played it. I know it's, it's been an interesting time at halftime. We're also going to get an opportunity to talk about some of the legacy that goes on with this 90th meeting between Purcell Marion and Roger Bacon. Two of the original schools in the story, Greater Catholic League here in Cincinnati. Uh, some unbelievable players who've, who've taken the field for both schools going back to 1928, which is the, the first meeting, uh, which is basically when Roger Bacon was established. Uh, through the years, they've gone back and forth. There was a stretch through the 60s and 70s when Bacon won 23 out of 24. So the roughly 30-game or so series lead they have had a lot to do with Bron Basevich. Uh, and one of the guys who we'll hear from halftime tonight, Mel Anthony, uh, it tells a great story, of course. He played against Roger Staubach when they were here. They went on to play against each other in college. Uh, but it's a rivalry that means a lot for two of the original schools in what I think is the best league in the state of Ohio. Well, you, you know, you, you look at this rivalry, and throughout the years there's been a lot that has happened. A matter, matter of fact, two years ago, uh, you were telling me, I wasn't aware of it, but the game actually had to be stopped with, with Purcell up 49 to nothing. Maybe the low point in the series uh, was two years ago when uh, an amped-up Purcell uh, that for one reason or another came in with less than sportsmanlike uh, ideas um, around the 12th unsportsmanlike conduct penalty that was called. The refs finally called it with about seven minutes left, and, and things kind of boiled over from there. Uh, took a year off from the Friday nights last year, played in a uh, matinee uh, on Saturday, back on a Friday night where it should be this year, uh, Dave Worth. Again, trying to, to bring Purcell back to where they deserve to be, which is a, a well-respected, uh, well-thought-of GCL rival. Well, let's talk football. We're, we're out of the seniors now. Let's talk football here tonight, Rob. And when you look at this game, both teams want this game desperately because of the fact that the win would give them third place in the GCL Central all by themselves. And for Purcell, that's a big thing. For Marion, for, for Roger Bacon, they want that because they've got, probably if you look at both of these teams, the higher ceiling coming up for the next couple of years. They do, and it would be really a, a monumental step for the program and Mike Blount. You know, he started three years ago with the turn it around mantra uh, and really kind of to 
bring the program up from the ashes. The theme this year has been Rise of the Spartans because this young team, as it gets its legs under it, uh, is a team that's really going to contend for GCL titles over the next couple of years. So securing that third place spot, getting to that fourth win, which they've not been able to do the past two years, would be a really big deal. To do it against a storied rival would be a big deal. On the other end, you know, after that big win uh, against Bacon a couple of years ago, Purcell took a step back. They went through a coaching change. They've had some turnover uh, in the locker room as well. Uh, they come in here hungry, of course, trying to reestablish themselves as uh, a legitimate team here in the city. Uh, so it is a big game with a lot at stake, even though it's, they're not playing for the GCL title. You know, last week against Fenwick, Coach Mike Blout changed up the offense a little bit, taking the emphasis off of Corey Kiner, going more with sophomore quarterback Tyler Bullock in the passing game. What's his plans for tonight? Well, I, I talked to Coach Mark Hall, running backs coach, uh, just before the game, and uh, at some point for Purcell to win this game, they're going to have to stop Corey Kiner, uh, and there seems to be maybe a, a consensus that uh, they need to see it to believe it on the bacon side. Uh, it's one thing to simulate things in practice or run against a scout team. It's another when there's a 200-pound running back who knows how to play the position coming at you full speed. Uh, Coach Henneke thinks this offensive line can get some push again like they did a few weeks ago against Carroll. Uh, I expect to see a lot of Corey Kiner with uh, Bullock taking a few shots over the top. Well, we only saw Kiner six times in the first half last week. He only had six carries, and that was for a negative one yard. And then he turned it on in the second half with a kickoff return and ran another one for about 35, 40 yards in the third quarter. So, you know, it doesn't matter how many times Kiner touches the ball. The more, the better, obviously. But that kid can, anytime he touches the ball, it could be a breakaway. Legitimately, he's one of those guys who is a home run threat every time he touches the ball. There's not a whole lot of guys like that really in the city. Uh, we've compared him to Ezekiel Elliott a little bit as one of those guys who gets stronger as he gets the ball more and the game wears on. Uh, he's shown that the past, really the whole season, but the past couple weeks in particular where you know, he's, he's got the ball in the second half in a couple weird spots and was able to break him uh, for a long time, including the last time we were here and we mm-hmm. saw him take one into the house on the last play of the game. And, of course, last week... Even though they gave up 31 points, it was one of the better games that the Spartans' defense has played all year long. I know you weren't there to see it, but they came out and they did things in the ball game that they hadn't done all year. They put pressure on the quarterback. They were able to stop Fenwick on third and long in certain situations. But tell you what, Fenwick's got a couple of guys in that backfield, not only Davis but Davenport that are just bulls. Davis is the the lightning to Davenport's thunder, and when you look at those two guys, anything that you do defensively against them is going to be a good show, and that's what the the Spartans did last week. They they played about as good a defense against those two, I think, as you can. For a young, up-and-coming team, you know, it's been the, the... The story all season, you know, but as Coach Clements, and, and you recall Jared Dean in that interview yeah. last week saying, hey, sometimes it's just getting used to playing together, figuring out, you know, where to be based on how, where your teammate's going to be, and really kind of growing up together can be the, the big step for a team to take. And it, it seems like even though they didn't get the win last week, the defense in particular really, and they were really young last week, really took a big step towards uh, playing with confidence and maybe playing winning football. Well, the Spartans have won three of the last four meetings between these two ball clubs. The Cavs, though, this year are coached by former Mount St. Joseph assistant David Wirt. I talked with Mount Saint, current Mount St. Joseph 
football coach Tyler Hopperton about Worth earlier today because he coached with him for the last couple of days. He said the one, the two things that Worth is going to bring to this Purcell program is the fact that they're going to be physical and he is going to keep them in check. He wants to make sure that they learn how to play football the right way. He talked about a game earlier this year that he saw Worth coach in which he took all three timeouts in the first quarter just to correct certain situations that they had offensively. So I think that's something that you know Purcell is going to deal with. I think Worth is going to come in and maybe make something out of this program. I think for sure he is going to establish or reestablish uh, Purcell's tradition of having disciplined football. The question that it always comes down to, whether it's a Bacon, a Purcell, or Fenwick, you name it, are kids. Uh, and, you know, I talked to the coaches for Roger Bacon tonight, and there seems to be some question after watching film if, if they have the horses to stop a kid like Corey or Tyler Bullock. Um, so discipline can get you a long way. It can keep you in game sometimes for a bit. Um, and, you know, we've seen Bacon play undisciplined football a lot and blow some chances. Uh, the big thing tonight, based on two years ago, is I, I want to see a good GCL football game with good sportsmanlike conduct uh, and a lot of respect or mutual respect for each opponent. And hopefully the weather will hold off until about 9. And hopefully no rain <laughs> yeah. or snow as it's coming this weekend. You know, we talked about the defense. Well, the defensive coordinator for the Spartans is Dave Kathman. You talked to him earlier this week because he's being inducted in, into your Legends program at halftime. And he talked earlier this week about just what it is to be a Roger Bacon graduate. It's like being back home. Um, I'm so glad to be here. I'm sure that uh, you may have heard Coach Blout say that being here is a dream job, and it is. Um, you know, I, there are a lot of the kids, I know their parents. You know, their parents were here when I was here, and it's a real natural fit, of course, because I'm an alum, and I already know everything that uh, Roger Bacon's about, and it's a very easy, easy day because the kids here are great. You know, they're respectful. They do their work. Um, and, you know, I've got no complaints in the classroom, and, and that's that's a great thing about Roger Bacon. Well, as we look out there now, Rob, and we talked about it just before we went to that, that cut, it's raining now here at the stadium. Brian stadium. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to rain. You know, it took 10 weeks for the weather to turn bad, and it has to be on the last game of the year. This Purcell team, their only wins of the year have come against Schroeder, whom you and I have talked about a couple of times. We have no idea where Schroeder is. They won in week two, and that went 39 to nothing. And then last week they won over Carroll, 48 to 28. And those 48 points are the most that the Cavs have put up on the scoreboard this season. But they are injury prone, and they are missing about half of their starting lineup from the first game this year. So they're playing a lot of youngsters. We're playing a lot of youngsters. This should be a very interesting game. Yeah, I expect a great football game. You know. Purcell put it on Carroll last week. Uh, we saw Carroll come in here. They were competitive uh, and gave Bacon all they wanted. You know, Bacon really had to earn the victory here a couple weeks ago. Uh, they are not going to lay down. Bacon, if they want to win tonight, is really going to have to bring an A game. Uh, Purcell is going to do the same again. We are trying to get to that uh, third-place spot. The last time these two teams played was last Saturday, October 29th. That was 
or not last Saturday, a year ago last Saturday, and Roger Bacon won that ball game over Purcell 19-18. to It was Troy Henneke's show last year as he threw touchdown passes of 35 and 78 yards in the second quarter, then ran in the game winner from two yards out in the third. Both teams held each other scoreless in the final period as the Spartans came away with the one-point win. Roger Bacon under head coach Mike Blount in his third year with a career record of nine wins against 20 defeats. And Purcell, in the first year under David Wirth, he has a career record of two and seven. We'll take a look at the GCL standings, what's happening tonight, what happened last week. We'll go over all of that when we return after this timeout. Cavities, when applied soon after permanent molars come in. That's about age six for first molars and age 12 for second molars. Sealants can protect against cavities for up to nine years. They can be applied in dental offices or using portable dental equipment in community settings like schools. Although the number of children in the U.S. with sealants has increased over time, low-income children are 20% less likely to have sealants and twice as likely to have untreated cavities than higher-income children. Untreated cavities can cause pain, infection, and problems eating, speaking, and learning. Applying sealants in schools for low-income children could save millions in dental treatment costs. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash vital signs. Well, back here at Boba... Ron Basevich Stadium, where we're talking to everybody as they come come in and out of the... Yeah, it is. It's a very busy night here this evening. Last week, let's take a look at what happened in the GCL. First of all, it was Chaminade Julian, 24-22, winning their football game last week. Then Halter defeated McNicholas by a final of 28-14. Purcell over Carroll, 48-28. And, as we told you, Fenwick defeated Roger Bacon last week, 31-18. That means here's a look at the Central Division standings. Baden and McNicholas are each at 3-3 three and three in the conference. Roger Bacon and Purcell are at 1-5. Over in the northern part, though, Alter and Chaminade are both at 6-0, and Fenwick at 4-2, and and Carroll at 0-6. So that means tonight what you've got is a first-place battle in the GCL North between Alter and Chaminade. Now let's talk about that game a little bit, Rob, because we've seen both of those teams play. You know, I, I know you and I are going to have a little disagreement on this. I thought Chaminade was the better football team. You think it's Alter. I do think it's Alter. I think at some point uh, their experience, their size, their depth, uh, you know, Chaminade is fast. Uh, I don't think, based on how Bacon played them in each of those games, they're as good as Alter. It'll be a hell of a game, though. Yeah, it should be, and it's at Chaminade. Do you think the home field advantage will play a part in that at all? You know, I love Roger Bacon Stadium, <laughs> and I thought the, the Chaminade facility was fantastic, though. You know, you could say what you want about Dayton maybe being Cincinnati's Canada, but uh, it's okay. it was a great skyline uh, overlooking uh, that stadium. I think that'll play a little bit. The weather also uh, will probably play an advantage, though, for Alter, uh, especially if it comes down to a big physical running game. And that offensive line for Alter, which is massive, uh, might have its way. But be great. it would be a great game to be at. Yeah, the other one tonight is Carroll at Fenwick. That should be an easy Fenwick win. But tomorrow is the Central's first place battle. That's between Baden and McNicholas, and I, I've got to say McNicholas should win that one. Uh, I disagree again. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I thought the only thing that, that kept Roger Bacon from beating McNicholas when we opened the season up a couple weeks ago was uh, Corey Kiner yeah. uh, not playing. 
And uh, he plays in that game. We win that game. McNick down some kids, all those kids who were in Anderson mm-hmm. because of the problems they had a couple years ago. Uh, I thought Baden was, was a much more interesting physical. And they have more yeah, explosive athletes at the running back position, as we saw out in Fairfield uh, a month or two ago. Well, the one thing is you can't ask for anything more. You've got two first-place battles in Week 10. Great games, great teams. Uh, we were fortunate to see them and kind of know what to expect. Um, should be fantastic football. It should be. Purcell Marion comes into this one with a record of two and seven. They're one and five in the GCL Central. They were one and two at home this year, three and two on the road. David Worth in his first year, as we said, two and seven in his career. They finished three and seven in the past four years. And the last time Purcell played here was in 2015 on October 30th, and they won that game. 49 to nothing, but last year at Purcell, it was Roger Bacon coming away with the one-point victory. What do you remember about that game last year? Surprise. Uh, so, you know, Coach uh, Tobin had, had really kind of loaded that roster with some transfers a couple years ago, gave Bacon all they wanted. Bacon was really depleted last year. You know, there's no Kiner, there's no Bullock. Uh, you basically had Trey Hennekes, uh who was a great Multi-position player, uh, played receiver two years ago, moved to quarterback last year. Um, and it was just one of those things where they finally put they put it together in the last game and were able to pull the victory out. Again, take advantage of a little bit of lack of discipline on Purcell's part, some bonehead plays, some mistakes that were costly for them. Uh, ended up giving a Bacon a win that really sparked them going into this season. Well, coming into tonight's game, Purcell is averaging 17.6 points per ball game and giving up 31, so that's a differential of almost 13.5 points per game. For Roger Bacon, they're three and six, one and five in the Central. They are two and three here at home, one and four on the road. Mike Blout in his third year, and the Spartans have lost five of their last six. But when you save that, Rob, you've got to temper it with the fact that this team has managed to play better football each of those last six weeks. We talked about after the Baden game out in Fairfield, uh, really the fun for us for this season was going to be watching that incremental growth as a really young team grew up uh, and hopefully executed week after week a little better and got to the point where they were playing close to winning football. It's a murderer's row of a schedule, and when you take a bunch of 14- and 15-year-old freshmen and sophomores, it gets even more difficult. What we've seen these past weeks is that when they play more age equivalent, when it's a second string come in for Baden or a second string come in for Fenwick, uh, Bacon handles them. So it's exciting for me to know that you know we can go out on a win, we can maybe finish in third place, that the future looks really bright, and that next year when we're sitting here doing these games, we could be talking about this game being for the GCL championship. Well, the Spartans come in averaging 23.7 points per ball game offensively, giving up 33.8 points a game. That's a differential of 10.1 points per ball game. So when you look at the keys for tonight, well, for Purcell, they've got to shut down Kiner and control the line of scrimmage. And for the Spartans, they've got to have that balance on offense, Rob. They've got to be able to throw and run the ball with Kiner. You and I both know of anything else tonight that can be guaranteed is there are going to be eight guys in the box. The very first play, Tyler Bullock takes a snap. Absolutely. Uh, And so Corey's great, and the offensive line gets a push. Corey's going to get his runs, but at some point they have to have more balance. They have to keep Bullock out of those third and longs. Mix we things up, take advantage of those receivers. You know, you got Logan Wolf back. You've got um, Coleman on the outside. 
Capel running the slot. Uh, let's see him mix it up a little bit and really see what we can do. Well, the weather will probably play a factor in tonight's game. It is raining right now here at Ron Bezovich Stadium, but we're about set to go with Purcell Marion 2-7 and seven, taking on Roger Bacon at 3-6. and six. Rob and I will be back with the opening kickoff for tonight's football game right after this timeout. I know I need to pay attention to my health, but I just can't seem to find the time. Between rushing to work and taking care of the kids, there's not much time left over for me. So I decided to start small by eating more fruits and vegetables and being more active. And then I got the family to make some changes, too. We started by keeping a bowl of fresh fruit on the counter, and I limit the amount of sweet snacks I keep in the house. I've also found some creative ways to add more vegetables to our meals. We're taking more walks, and on the weekends, we head down to the pool at the rec center. It doesn't happen every day, but it does happen. You don't have to change your entire life to be healthier. Just make some simple changes and include your family. You'll see how easy and fun it can be. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. subsequent years coming up next year and the year after. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com as both teams are set to get this one underway. It is the Roger Bacon Spartans playing their final game of the season here at home at Bron Bezovich Stadium and the Purcell Marion Cavaliers. I've always wanted to do a Cavaliers game. Yeah. Yeah. Now I get to finally do one. No LeBron tonight. No LeBron. You are at the school that beat LeBron for the state championship, <laughs> as we like to tell. You know, when I get into basketball, I'm going to hear that a lot this year, aren't I? 15th anniversary of a team that is still close to this day. You will hear a lot about that team. We're going to talk about that coming up a little bit later tonight. We'll be doing some basketball games also for Roger Bacon this year. But right now, Purcell is going to kick it off to the Spartans. The Spartans, it appeared, won the coin toss and decided to receive the opening kickoff. So Purcell will kick it off. They are in their road white jerseys with red pants, red numerals, and their red helmets. And for Roger Bacon, they're in their all-brown unis with white numerals, gold trim, and the white helmets here tonight. This one should be a very good one. We need to figure out just exactly what the game plan is going to be here this evening for the Spartans as from the previous eight weeks, of course, it was give the ball to Kiner and let's see what we can do with it. But last week against Fenwick, they decided to let Tyler Bullock run the show, and he did. 
and it ended up a loss, 18 points in the ball game, but still a loss to the Falcons in last week's ball game. Of course, Coleman's going to drop back, set to return. So is Corey Kiner. Kiner is now the single setback. Coleman's going to come up and run one of the wing positions, running it back here tonight. A freshman for Purcell is going to be kicking it off, and that is Zach Hoover. Hoover, number 12. He is a six foot, 161 pound freshman. He's also their backup quarterback to Mitch Mays. Roger Bacon will be going from right to left across your computer screen. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh set to go. And it is going to be a pooch kick, and it will be taken in by one of the upbacks of Roger Bacon at about the 44-yard line. That being Josh King. King. Heads up play. Yeah, caught the football and went to his knees, and that is where Roger Bacon will start out in good field position, first and 10 at their own 44-yard line. And, of course, it will be Tyler Bullock. At the quarterback position, they're going to spot the football now just inside the 45-yard line, so that's where Roger Bacon will start it. And Kiner lines up in the pistol to the left of Bullock, the sophomore quarterback and the freshman running back. Receivers out wide on both sides, hand off to Kiner right up the middle, shake and bake around the left-hand side to midfield, into Purcell territory, inside the 45 to the 40, and he's down to the 40-yard line. That's where they will stop him. Gain of 15 yards on the carry and a first down immediately for Roger Bacon. I thought there was a late hit on that play, too. You know, it looks like Purcell was coming to play physical. A little bit of a cheap shot. be interesting to see how that goes tonight. Trips out to the far side. Ball on the near hash mark. Coleman to the left. Kiner to the right of Bullock, and he gets it right up the middle, puts his head down, and got away from the initial tackler, and then springs it out to the near side, and takes it to the 37-yard line for a gain of about three on the play. And it brings up second and seven. He put his head down, thought he was down in the middle of that scrum, Rob, but then he popped out of it and picked up another three yards. Yeah, he's one of those kids, obviously, keeps those legs driving. Uh, you got to bring him down to make sure he's down. Uh, He's not going to go down with with that first hit. Well, we've just begun. We hit the 11-minute mark of this first quarter of play, last game of the season. Ball in the near hash mark. Spartans took the opening kickoff. Now Bullock's going to throw his first pass of the night, complete the capital on the right side inside the 35, down to the 32-yard line. Gain of five yards on the play, and it will be third down and two for the Spartans. And that was a situation where the, the defensive back on Capel was cheating in towards the box, anticipating maybe Kiner coming to the wide side of the field. Uh, easy pitch and catch for Bullock. So it's third and two. They'll call it a long two. They've got to get inside the 30-yard line to pick up a first down on the ball just inside the 33. Dropping back is Bullock on third and three. Sets up a screen. Throws it complete on the play to Wolf, but he's going to be shy of the first down. Matter of fact, he lost a yard back to the 34-yard line, and it'll be fourth down and four yards to go now for the Spartans. Didn't look like Purcell fell for that. Uh, Didn't quite get set up the way they would have liked. They, They kind of maintained their position. Wolf went in right at the heart of the defense and made a tough catch, but for a loss. So 10 minutes and running left to go in this first quarter. First fourth down situation of the night for the Spartans. And it's fourth and four. 
Kiner to the right of Bullock from the 34-yard line of Purcell. Hand off to Kiner, right up the middle. He's got the first down across the 30, inside the 30, down to the 28-yard line. A gain of seven on the carry for Kiner and a first down for the Spartans. And the, the offensive line tonight getting just enough push uh, to give Kiner a little bit of daylight. And, you know, once he gets daylight, good things happen. And he got plenty of daylight there. Nice block up front by Chad Schultz, the senior center. Kiner, he's going to take it around the left end after the snap. Gets hemmed in, but he's going to be hit at about the 27 and drag a couple of Purcell Marion tacklers to the 25-yard line. So a gain of two on the carry. And will bring up second down and eight yards to go. He made a great cut on that run. That that could have been a two- or three-yard loss. Uh, Defender in pursuit, Corey cuts and picks up a couple. So it's second down, eight yards to go for the Spartans in Purcell territory. Spartans right at the 25-yard line. Now I formation out of the pistol. Kiner about five yards behind Bullock. They're going to pitch it out to Kiner around the right-hand side. Picks up a head of steam to the 25, and he'll be dropped at about the 22-yard line. Maybe the 21 that they're going to mark him as they keep inching it forward. It will be the 21. Four-yard gain on the play. It brings up third and four. Two down territory again. Uh, good to see Bullock in a, a third and manageable. Uh, but again, two downs here to, to get the first and keep the drive alive. We've definitely seen Kiner more in this drive than we did the entire first half last week against the Falcons. Third down, four yards to go. Ball at the 21-yard line. Bullock's going to throw it out on the left flat. Incomplete. Zuri Edmondson could not pick it up off of his ankles. Incomplete pass, and it brings up fourth and four for the Spartans. And the problem there is, you know, Edmondson has to catch the ball first. He's moving away from the ball as it's in the air, uh, giving it more space, making it harder to, to catch that ball. He's got to go to the ball, make the catch, and then worry about going upfield. Fourth down four from the Purcell 21-yard line. Second fourth and four situation for the Spartans on this opening drive of the ball game. Last time, Kiner ran it right up the middle for the run. And now a hard snap count by Bullock, and it looks like he drew the Cavaliers offsides. Dave, that's the exact same arrangement we saw out at Chaminade a couple weeks ago. Uh, Zuri Edmondson coming across and selling it. Bullock with the hard count. Purcell jumps first down. So the penalty gives Roger Bacon the easy first down to the 16-yard line of Purcell with 8.23 left to go in the first quarter. We've got no score. Roger Bacon took it over at their own 46, and they've driven it down the field. Bullock. Ball on the far hash mark. Moves Kiner on in motion to the far side. Now Bullock's going to run it himself off left tackle inside the 15 to the 13-yard line. Three yards on the carry for Bullock, and it brings up second and seven. We saw Kiner last week, Rob, six carries in the first half for negative one yards. He's already got five carries in this first drive for 30 yards unofficially. Not the same caliber of defense, right? Big kids up front, but not not the same as Fenwick. Um, but more of a commitment to the running game with Kiner tonight, too. Yeah. Offensive line having some more luck tonight. Kiner out of the I formation. Pitch out around the left-hand side to the near side. Inside the 15, got a good block. Spins to the 10, and he'll be down to the 9. Four-yard gain on the play for Kiner, but what a move he made on the spin move and took it down inside the 10. Third and four here, though, just inside the 10. Uh, you know, Corey's having luck. I wouldn't mind seeing Bullock take a shot at Kuhlman, though. He's got three or four inches on that corner again. Uh, maybe a fade 
to the corner. 7-15, Roger Bacon doing a good job of running the clock here in the first quarter. Third down, four yards to go from just inside the Purcell 10-yard line. Hand off to Kiner, off right tackle on the inside handoff. Takes it inside the 10, down to about the 7-yard line. So that's a gain. Well, they're going to give him just about inside the 8, so a gain of 2, and it'll bring up 4th and 2 now, so this will be the third fourth down play for the Spartans. And I, this is a good area to, to pull the quarterback keeper. They just ran Bullock at about 250. Um, enough push there that if he leans forward, he should be able to fall forward for those two yards. Well, this is a big play for the Spartans. It'd be a shame for them to drive all the way down the field and then come away with no points here. Six and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. Spread formation, empty backfield. Bullock out of the shotgun. Looking things over on the line. Now he's going to run it, just like Rob said, right up the middle. He'll take it inside the five. He's got the first down to the four, to the three, to the two, to the one. Touchdown. Nice run by Bullock. Took it all the way in from the seven-yard line. And the Spartans, on a great run by Bullock, have taken the early 6-0 lead. And, Dave, you know, one of the things we've talked about all season is Bacon's inability to finish drives. They've been home run hitters. Uh, not able to drive methodically and put points on the board. Last week, they were settling for field goals. Tonight, we get a touchdown on the opening drive. Big step forward for them. That is the best run we have seen Bullock make all year long. He was dedicated to getting that touchdown. And he takes it in from seven yards out. And the Spartans lead at 6 nothing with 6.14 to go. Bird comes in to attempt the extra point, And it's good. 6.14 to go in the first quarter of play from Bron Bacevich Stadium. Your score, Roger Bacon 7 and Purcell nothing. Spartan fans, Josh Wilking here, proud member of the class of 2012 with Kelsey Chevrolet. Your full-service Chevrolet dealership and proud partner of Roger Bacon Athletics. Thank you, Spartan Army, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing full-size franchise dealer. All because of your family believing in ours. Sales, service, parts, and body shop. We can handle all your automotive needs. KelseyChev.com. Hail Spartans. We are Kelsey Chevrolet. From our family to yours. Well, Roger Bacon High School is going to open its doors this weekend to prospective students and families. It's a great opportunity to see the campus fully alive and get a personal tour. That's going to be coming up this Sunday from 1 to 3. That's this Sunday from 1 to 3. You'll have the opportunity to meet and talk with teachers, coaches, club moderators, administrators, friars, and current Spartans. And each tour is going to showcase the historic building. You know, I literally would. And me, I'll be here. You'll be there. I'd be, you know, literally I would be there, but my grandson has got his fourth birthday party this Sunday. I've got to go to that. Well, I have to go because my daughter is an eighth grader <laughs> making the decision, uh, leaning towards Roger Bacon. Of course. Of course. So Bird is going to kick it off. The Spartans lead it seven to nothing. And he'll kick it off. It's a short kick. Fumbled on the kick, but picked up by a man over on the far side. And he'll take it in at the 20, and he's going to be dropped right at the 20-yard line. That thing was taken in by Q. Taylor, a senior, 163-pounder, 5 feet, 8 inches tall. He had no place to go. And it'll be first down and 10 now for Purcell with 6.10 left to go in this first quarter. And this will be interesting to see if Bacon can maintain some of the maturity they showed last week against Fenwick. Mitch Mays, the quarterback. He's number 11, a 6'2", 198-pound senior. He's number 11. And he's got Q Taylor right behind him who ran that kickoff back. They've got trips to the far side, ball on the far hash mark. 
on the near side is Dejon Jackson, who's their leading receiver. Mays is going to hand it off on an inside handoff on the jet, and it'll be taken in by... Now, here we go. I was practicing this one all night long. It's going to be in Daikintum. Daikintum. Ace Taylor on the end around. Daikintum. He has got the run. And his first name is Allen. Yeah. Why don't we just call him Allen? <laughs> yeah. Allen N tonight. No, great. Daikintum running it right around the right side, picks up a couple of yards, brings up second down and eight yards to go. And Michael Carson, by the way, made a great play from the linebacker position on that run. Mays, handoff up the middle, goes to Taylor. He's going to be hit and dropped right at the 20. Great penetration on the play by Roger Bacon's Nate Stark. Nate the junior, again, you know, we've seen two plays now where this defense looks different than they have all season. I missed the game last week. I did listen as you and Tommy called a great game. But uh, this defense looks more confident than I've seen them all season. Yeah, I've got, you know, Tommy's not here tonight because it's raining, but Tommy did an excellent job last week. I want to thank him. Mays drops back to pass. He's going to tuck it under and run it up the middle. He's got the first down across the 30, breaks a couple of tackles. He's in the clear to midfield to the 45-40 of Roger Bacon, and he'll be down at the 39-yard line. 41-yard run out of the scramble by Mitch Mays, and it's a first down for Purcell. And uh, here I compliment him, and then Bacon loses. Simple contain on a, a drop-back pass. He takes off, arm tackling, Poor discipline. He picks up 41 yards. Taylor now on first and 10 for Purcell in Roger Bacon territory at the 39-yard line. They've got two receivers out wide on each side. Ball in the near hash mark. Taylor to the left of Mays as he's looking everything over. Now Taylor's going to run out of the flat, and Mays is going to keep it right up the middle again inside the 35 to the 31-yard line for a gain of eight. Second and two. Down to the 31-yard line of Roger Bacon. Now going to be some changes up front for Purcell. Matter of fact, they bring in a new left tackle. They've got a jumbo package here that they're running in. They also bring in at the running back position Jason Newberry. Newberry is a 6-1-1. little read option here to the wide side. Short Mace side. is going to keep it. Mays keeps it inside the 30 to the 25 to the 20 and he'll be brought down by Amira Muhammad at the 16, making the 17 yard line. 14 yards on the carry and a first down again for the Cavaliers. And clearly it looks like they figured out the, the one thing that might work for them tonight is the quarterback keeper, and they're going to ride that thing until Bacon can stop it. So first and ten now for the Cavs at the 17-yard line of Roger Bacon. Spartans with the lead with four minutes to go here in the first quarter, 7 nothing. Purcell trying to match what the Spartans did on the opening kickoff. Take the ball down the field. Mays again off the left-hand side. He spins to about the 15-yard line, dives forward, keeps his legs churning, and he'll be down inside the 15 to the 14-yard line. On the Three-yard pickup, and it brings Tackle up third down. Now make it second down, I'm sorry, and seven yards to go. A lot of substitutions. David Worth, the head coach of Purcell, brings in a lot of people. They came in here into this game with 39 players on their roster, and that's just about what they've got here tonight. They don't have a lot many. of guys playing both ways. Yeah, they don't have many on the sideline, do they? Mays with Taylor to the right of him. 
Now they do a lot of shifting on the offensive line. Play clock down inside 10. Mays drops back, looks over the middle. Now he's going to roll out to the right, looks for a receiver, can't find anybody. He's going to tuck it under inside the 10 to the 5, and he'll be run out of bounds again by Amir Muhammad at about the 4-yard line. An interesting drive for them. Uh, Clearly Roger Bacon needs to maybe take Michael Carson and have him just spy the quarterback. Uh, and prevent him from picking up. They, you know, they've run basically the same play at four downs in a row. So it's first and goal to go for Purcell at the four-yard line of Roger Bacon. 2.42 left to go in this first quarter. It is a fast-moving first quarter in the last game of the season. Mays, fake handoff, keeps it right up the middle. He's going to be stacked up and down at the five. Loss of a yard on the play. Mitch Mays up the center. Boy, a nice play. Nice play by Jake Speed coming up in the safety position. And again, you know, his fifth consecutive quarterback keeper uh, may be getting a little bit gassed. So 2.15 left to go in this first quarter. It's 7-0 Roger Bacon. But knocking at the door right now on second and goal from the five is Purcell. And Mays is going to keep it himself again off right guard. He's going to take it into the end zone and touch for the score. Boy, that drive was all Mitch Mays. And is now 7-6. Roger Bacon on top of it with 159 left to go in the first quarter. Yeah, that 41-yard run really kind of sucked the momentum out of a defense that had been playing pretty confident. From there, it's been all Mays with the quarterback keeper. Big adjustment for uh, Coach Clements, Coach Kathman to make. And it looks like Purcell's going to go for two here instead of going for the extra point. I was watching their kicker, Hoover, early in the warm-ups, and he appeared to have some tough time kicking the ball through the uprights. And now it's going to be a timeout taken by Purcell. We will also a minute 59 left to go in period number one. Your score It's Roger Bacon, seven, Purcell, six. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Uh, Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh, I'm back here at Bron Bezovich Stadium. You know, ordinarily, this would be a very odd decision this early in the ballgame to go for two, but if you saw Hoover trying to kick extra points in this wind here today at the stadium, you'd know why they were probably going for two here. So Mays has got an empty backfield. He's got a spread formation ball in the far hash mark sitting at the three as Purcell will go for the two points in the lead with a minute 41 left to go in this first quarter. He's going to run around the wide side of the field here. Mays rolls out to the right. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got a receiver incomplete. He had Taylor in the end zone, but he couldn't come up with it on the spin. So the two-point conversion is no good. A minute 41 left to go in period number one. It's now Roger Bacon 7 and Purcell 6. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. 
The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game, starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. So the Roger Bacon defense holds on that two-point conversion, and they keep the lead by a point, seven to six, with 141 left to go in the first quarter play. Curious call there. I mean, you, you drive the ball 70 yards with your quarterback keepers. Uh, you need to pick up two yards. Mays has done that virtually every carry but one. It's pouring down rain. It's 40 degrees out. You call timeout to draw up a, a pass play. I mean, receiver should have caught it for sure. Uh, but it is pouring rain. So Kiner is going to drop back, set to return this kickoff from Hoover. Hoover did not kick it. Now they're going to fake the pooch, and now Hoover kick it out will of bounds. kick it, and he's going to kick it out of bounds. That'll be taken in by Coleman on the right sideline. It did not go out of bounds at about the 27. He'll take it across the 30, and it'll be stopped at about the 33-yard line. They like to run a little game where... One guy will pooch it coming in from the left-hand side, or then Hoover that time went ahead and kicked it off. But they pinned Kuhlman clear over on the far sideline. But Roger Bacon gets good field position again for the second time that they've got the football at the 33-yard line, their own 33. And I actually think that caught Kuhlman off guard because he looked a little startled. The ball didn't go out of bounds. Uh, but, you know, there's an opportunity where if he gets his hands on one of those before Purcell has a chance to pursue, uh, he could be going the other way for six. Spread formation, Kiner to the left of Bullock, and Kiner's going to take the handoff right up the middle, and he's going to be hit at about the 33, struggle forward to the 34. Gain of about a yard on the play for Kiner, and it brings up second and nine. You know, I've seen a couple of the offensive linemen come in to play defensive line right now, uh, number 78, for example. Uh, It doesn't look like Purcell has speed on the outside to be able to, to match up with Kiner. Uh, I'd like to see Bacon maybe run a little bit more on the outside, take advantage of that edge. Kiner to the right of Bullock, out of the pistol. Bullock drops back, looks out to the left. He's got a receiver complete to Edmondson at the 40, and he's going to be tripped up at the 43-yard line on the play. Ten yards on the reception and a first down for the Spartans at their own 43. Two games left to go in the college football season. Mount St. Joseph will be on the road tomorrow, and so will I. As they take on Franklin, we'll be on the air with the pregame show at 1 o'clock and the kickoff at 1.30. It'll be the Lions and the Grizzlies tomorrow afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Should be a good game. Should be. that Franklin all alone at the top of the conference. And the Lions trying to get into second place in the conference this year. First and ten for the Spartans at their own 43. Dropping back Bullock. Bullock looks to the left. Now he's going to run away from the pocket. Takes it across the 40, and he's going to be dropped right about at the line of scrimmage at the 43-yard line. No gain on the play. Call it second and ten. Bullock did a nice job of getting away from the pressure. The pocket collapsed, and he just came out of it, but no gain on the play. So it'll be second second down and ten, but that will be the end of the first quarter of play as the Spartans are just going to let it run out. Your score at the end of one from Bron Bezovich Stadium, it is Roger Bacon 7 and Purcell 6. CardinalMotors.com Cardinal Motors, serving the Tri-State's vehicle needs. Quality vehicles, friendly staff. Visit us today at CardinalMotors.com 513-939-AUTO Good credit, bad credit, first time buyer, we got you covered. CardinalMotors.com I got my new car at CardinalMotors.com 
Looking for your next quality car, truck, van, or SUV? Visit CardinalMotors.com today. Visit us at any of our three locations in Hamilton and Fairfield. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash MBA. You want to advance your career through education. Well, as we open up this second quarter For most play, military service members, the Spartans hand it off to Kiner, and Kiner is going to run it out across the 50 and into Purcell territory to the 48-yard line. So a gain of about eight on that carry, and a first down. I'll make it third down. And it will be third down and about a yard to go. Nine yards on the carry. That's 46 yards tonight for Kiner on nine carries. Well, we knew he was going to be the workhorse. Fake handoff. Now Bullock's going to keep it off the right side. He's going to run it down to about the 48. They're going to stop Just him up. Just real close. Away. He is about a yard shy of the first down and bring up fourth down and a yard. And I think if he goes straight up the middle rather than pause and try to go outside of the tackle, he picks that up. So it will be fourth down and a yard, and what will the Spartans decide to do? Looks like the bird is in the punt. Looks like they're going to punt the football away. So in the rain, boy, he's dropping way back. He's a good 16, 17 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Fourth down in a yard. And it's going to be a fake that's going to go to Kiner. And Kiner's going to run it down to the 46-yard line for the first down. They snapped it to Kiner, who was the up back, and he took it for three yards and a first down. And that's a play that should work every single time because, as we've seen, Corey, once he gets ahead of steam and there's no hesitation, uh, you know, he was moving forward before they, they even had a chance to react. Absolutely. Uh, great call by Mike Wow. So it's first and ten for the Spartans at the 46-yard line of Purcell. 10-20 left to go in this first half. You've got one defender out on the wide side of the field. I'd love to see them run a sweep out in that direction. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle to the 45. He's gone. 40. He takes it up the near side to the 20. He's got one man to beat. Oh. He'll be knocked out of bounds at the 14-yard line. 32 yards on the carry for Kiner. Safety made a great tackle on that because it looked at first like he took a, a poor angle uh, and really wasn't that interested in trying to tackle him, uh, but ends up coming up and making just enough contact to get him out of bounds. 10.09 left to go, and Roger Bacon on their second possession of the night has it at the 14-yard line of Purcell. In the rain. And again, to that wide side of the field. Kiner to the left. Of Bullock. Bullock, pump fake. Throws it into the corner of the end zone, and it's incomplete. Tried to go to Edmondson, but he threw it behind Edmondson, and Missouri really had no chance to turn around and catch the pass. He's not the guy you want to throw jump balls to. Second down, 10 yards to go. Spartans can pick up a first down without scoring here. They've got it at the 14-yard line. You can hear the rain coming down here tonight. This is obviously the worst weather we've had all year long. Bullock trips out to the left. Hand off to Kiner. Spins to the 15, and we stacked up at the 14 for no gain. 
and it brings Corey up third Kiner and ten. Tries the center. And again, Make seven or eight guys in the box. All the bulk that Purcell has right there in the middle, but not enough speed to get outside and contend with, with Kiner. So maybe they're setting him up, but again, I think the wide side of the field is open. Maybe run a sweep or a quick pitch, uh, get Corey in space. Well, a little sugar huddle for the Spartans as they look over to the sideline to get the play. But two-down territory, I think, again. It's third down and ten from the 15-yard line. They're going to say Kiner lost a yard. Kappel out wide to the right. Kuhlman wide left. Two receivers in the slot on the left-hand side. Kiner now slot right. He's going to move in motion to the near side. Fake handoff to Kiner. Bullock in trouble. Runs up the middle across the 15. He's going to take it down to the 10. Five-yard game on the play for Bullock. Here comes Bird. I think, I think this is in Bird's range, right in the center of the field. It's going to be fourth down five from the ten, and about fourth down six, let's call it, from the ten-yard line. And Bird's going to come into it, attempt the field goal, or will he? Now he's coming in. He was late coming in, and now he'll spot the ball at about the seventeen-yard line. 18-yard line is where he's going to mark it down. So it's going to be a 28-yard attempt in the rain with 8.20 and running left to go in the first half. Snap is bobbled, picked up by Bird. Bird is going to roll out to the right, look into the end zone. He's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got a receiver, and it'll be knocked away and incomplete. And Interestingly enough, the holder, Ryan Blau, the former receiver, was wide open on the wide side of the field. Had Bird just tossed it over there, that's a touchdown. So, the Spartans cannot convert on the fumbled snap, and with 8.10 left to go in this first half, it is to 7-6. Roger Bacon with the lead in this ballgame. So they are stopped. That was just their second possession, and this is going to be the second possession quick. now for Purcell. It's been a quick first half. Very few penalties and uh, a lot of running plays. You had a score from earlier. Um, Indian Hill beating Wyoming three to nothing. Winton Woods. And there's a flag down on the play. A lot of movement on the interior line for Purcell. It's going to be a legal procedure and it will knock them back five yards. Winton Woods up on Moeller twenty one to seven in the second quarter. The Cavaliers. I'm sorry, the first quarter. Moeller probably wishes it was the second quarter. Probably. Uh, Wyoming has scored. They are up uh, 7-3 on Indian Hill. So that will mark the ball inside the 10-yard line, and it will be first and 15 yards to go now for Purcell. Back in, deep in their own territory, inside their own 10. Big series for the Roger Bacon defense here. Try to get some momentum back in this game. First and 15. Mays hands it off to Taylor off the left-hand side. Taylor's going to be hit behind the line and dropped at about the 7-yard line. Loss of 3 yards on the play. Makes it 2nd down and about 18 yards to go. Looks like an 8-yard loss. And we know, we know a quarterback keeper is coming. Uh, Joe Clements and Dave Kathman know that it's coming. Uh, again, it's whatever they told this defense on the sideline to, to get them ready for it. At halftime, got a great interview for you. Rob managed to catch up with Mel Anthony and Harry Tolliver. That coming up at halftime. And Mays is going to roll out to the left. He's going to try to complete a pass to his tight end coming across the middle. No Mitch good. Incomplete. Could not get the pass complete. Attempted for 
to Taylor, Ace Taylor coming out of the backfield that time. So it brings up third down and about 18 yards to go with 7.27 left in this first half. This is about the fastest moving football game we've had this year. And we've had running clocks. Yeah. Spread formation now for the Cavaliers. Mays in the backfield. He's got Taylor to the left of him out of the pistol. He's going to drop back to his own goal line. He's going to throw it up the right side, and it is going to be intercepted by Amir Muhammad, and then he dropped the football. That's uh-huh. okay. That's okay because we'll probably get better field position from the punt. Boy, Muhammad had it right in his hands, but it would have been nice on senior night for Muhammad to intercept the pass. Nothing wrong with uh, you're right with, with getting the pick on senior night, but Zach Coleman about 20 yards from where he would have caught that ball in Roger Bacon or uh, in Purcell territory. Let's see if we can't really set ourselves up with good field position. Well, Coleman, Hoover is going to punt the football away from his own end zone. And he was taking lessons punting the football earlier tonight. Now Purcell's got to run a guy on the field. They didn't have ten. They only had ten men on the field. What conditions punting from your own end zone not favorable? Coolman is going to get back at about his forty, and now a flag is thrown. And I think they're going to call illegal procedure against Purcell. That gives Roger Bacon an opportunity to run some new defenders on the field. Of course, Coleman will have to be careful how he handles this. They didn't uh, call anything. They just blew the play dead and restarted the play clock, Rob. We've seen some odd things this year yeah. with the officials. That by far not not the worst. No, we had the five downs. I still contend it was fifth down two weeks ago. So Hoover is going to punt the ball away again from his own end zone. Bad snap, and Hoover is going to get it away, and Coleman's going to let it hit at about the 35-yard line. It'll bounce outside the 40 and be downed at about the 46-yard line. That's where Roger Bacon will have it first and 10. 7.09 left to go in the first half of flight. The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown at 8621 Winton Road next to Arby's with 23 taps of rotating craft and local beers plus a large selection of other fine spirits. The Lucky Turtle has weekly events including live music, Final night on Tuesdays and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options, including empanadas, a key, or you can bring your own food in if you want. The Lucky Turtle is accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no frills, good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Sita, Roger Bacon, class of 1991. Winton Woods now up 28 to 7 on Moeller in the first quarter. As the rain continues to fall here at Ron Bazevich Stadium, 7.09 left to go in the first half. That's 28-7. to Mowers losing. Yes. In the first quarter. <laughs> oh, two men in motion. Now for Roger Bacon. No flags down on the play. And now there's a flag. And, and Kiner has got it at the 35 to the 30. He'll be run out of bounds at the 27, but that play is going to go for nine. There were two men in motion. It looked like Kuhlman was in motion and Kiner was in motion. And they were both going up. Sides and almost ran into each other. So two men in motion is a five-yard penalty, and that will knock Roger Bacon back five yards and bring up the 15. Important drive here. They they need to punch this ball in the end zone. Uh, One, to, to give them more space, but two... Uh, if there's one thing they've been unable to do all season, it's finish drives. We've seen them sputter out too much, make mistakes, shoot themselves in the foot. We need to see them as a confident offensive team drive this ball down the field and punch it in. 
So it brings up first and 15 from midfield. Didn't they down that ball at the 46? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that was only a four-yard penalty. Dropping back Bullock. Bullock's going to look up the right side. He's going to throw it deep. He's got Capo complete at the 15. He's going to drag a defender inside the 10, down to the 5. 35 yards on the reception to Capo and a first down. 45 yards, excuse me. On the reception. Capo, not the biggest or fastest receiver, but perhaps the most sure-handed. Uh, just focused on that, made a great pass, kind of turning around and uh, pirouetting, uh, able to drag the defender for another five. So it's first and goal for the Spartans at the Purcell five-yard line. Nice throw by Bullock and an equally nice catch by Kappel. Handoff up the middle to Kiner. Kiner stop and go to the right side. He's going to be stacked up at the five and dropped right there for no gain. Got to go to the Corey edge here. Kiner tries to center. Fire 13 carries tonight for Corey Kiner, uh, 80 yards unofficially. We'll give you the stats at half along with Rob's interview with Mel, Mel Anthony, Rose Bowl MVP from, from 1964, and from the undefeated 1958 team of Roger Bacon, Harry Tolliver. All that coming up at halftime tonight. Out of the eye, Kiner. About five yards behind Bullock. Pitch out to Kiner around the left-hand side. Gets a block, cuts it inside to the five. He's going to backpedal and drop it down at about the three-yard line. So a game of two, and it's third and goal from the three. Looks like it's third and three. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. This is be a great way or a great area for me to draw up a reverse with Zuri Edmondson because the over-pursuit that Purcell is showing anytime Kiner makes a motion in either direction. Uh, but, again, interesting and interesting to see if they don't go two down territory here, given the, the hold issues on the, the five and a half minutes left to go goal. in the first half. Third and goal. Hand off to Kiner. Off left tackle. Takes it down to the two, to the one. He's close to the goal line, but they'll say he's just shy at the one-yard line. And it'll bring up fourth and goal from the Purcell one. bring up fourth and one for the Spartans. Another fourth down. Rob, what is that, the fifth they've had tonight? Yeah. And a big play call here for Mike Blount. Uh, looks like they're going to go for it. They are, by my recollection, they're four for four on fourth down plays tonight. Now Mike Blount's going to go out and talk to the official. They may take a timeout when the play clock gets inside 10. 4.50 remaining and running left to go, and that's what exactly what Roger Bacon is going to do. They are going to sit back and just allow that clock to dwindle, and then Mike Blout is going to take a timeout, and there he will. There's the timeout. 4.37 left to go in this first half. It's Roger Bacon 7 and Purcell 6. Business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base, possibly 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media. 513-268-2799. All you have to do is look at the attendance inside the press box at a football game to see just what the weather is like outside. <laughs> it's Grand Central Station in here tonight. Yeah. Crummy, crummy game. Good game, just crummy weather. No crummy weather, yeah. yeah. Good game. My raincoat's in the car, right? I, it was nice wow. when I walked down here. Yeah. 
It's Umbrella Night here at Bron Bezovich Stadium. After the timeout, first of the half by the Spartans. They've got it fourth and goal at the one-yard line of Purcell. Empty backfield. That shows you Bullock's probably going to run this thing right up the middle. He moves Kiner in motion. Fake handoff to Kiner. Bullock is going to run it around the left end. He's going to be hit and dropped at the four. So they tried to run the jet with Bullock, faking the handoff to Kiner. And Bullock got hit for a three-yard loss. And the Spartans will turn it over on downs. Purcell has it first and ten at their own four-yard line. And I, I thought Tyler was at a disadvantage there. He's a big, strong kid. He's not a fast kid. Putting him out there in space where he's got to pick up extra yards to get the one yard versus just bowling him through the middle of that line, I thought was disadvantageous. <laughs> but, um, you know. So now the officials are going to talk to, who is that, Q Taylor that they're talking to on the side? <laughs> I'm not sure who that is off to the side that they're talking to from Purcell. And David Worth, the head coach of the Cavaliers, came out and was talking with the official about that also. They're going to move the ball over to the far side, and that is where Purcell is going to have it first and ten at their own four-yard line. And again, big series for the defense here. You know, they've got to step up and keep them down at this end of the field. DeMonte Everett had to rush into the ball game for the Cavaliers to get on the field. Mays is going to keep it up the middle. He's going to take it across the 5 to the 10. He's got it across the 15 and out to the 17-yard line. 12 yards on the carry for Mitch Mays and a first down for the Cavs. And I think other than a 2-yard run on the first series, every yard they've gotten on offense is quarterback keepers. They have no other plays that have gone for positive yardage. So, if I'm Bacon, I spy this quarterback. I either make him throw or hand it off to beat us. This is just Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler football. Make them stop what you're doing, and if they don't, keep running it. Mays again, off left tackle, across the 20, out to the 22-yard line. That's a gain of four, and it's second and six. Well, it's a lot like 60. Mel Anthony on one side and Roger Staubach on the other. And uh, a battle of wills, right? Exactly that. So to bring up second down six, ball at the 21-yard line is where they've got it marked. They'll say Mays went down, 345 and running left to go. Mays again off the right side across the 24 to the 25. They'll be down at about the 26-yard line. So another four-yard quarterback keeper for Mitch Mays, and it will bring up third down and about three yards to go for a Purcell first. They want to move the chains here. And this will be Mays again. I, I don't think they're going to hand it off, which which causes too much delay and allows the defense to bear down. Uh, Bacon's got to be ready for it. Third down, three yards to go. Mays, well, you can almost guarantee he's going to keep the football in this. Mays with Taylor off to the right-hand side. And Mays keeps it right up the middle. He takes it across the 25, out to the 26, 27, and he'll be down at the 29-yard line. But that's enough for a first down, first and ten for the Cavaliers at their own 29-yard line. thing about it is they've been unable to throw the ball. Nobody else can run the ball, so Mays is all of their offense. And it is coming down even harder here tonight. Yeah, and, you know, there's an advantage to Bacon knowing what they're going to do. The question comes down to whether or not they can pull it together to stop it. Um, Mays with Taylor just to the, the right of him. 
And Mays is going to keep it himself up the right-hand side, and he's going to be stacked up at the line of scrimmage and dropped right there. So Mitch Mays. Mitch Mays again, no gain on that play, second and ten from the 30-yard line. And, you know, it'll be interesting. All of these offensive linemen are playing D-line tonight in there to stop the run, clog, clog the box. Um, that if they don't start to wear down, they've been on the field a lot. I'll tell you who's going to get tired are all these players for Purcell that are running in and out of the football game from the sideline out to the field, and they're doing nothing but that. Yeah. Because Mays is the only one that's carrying the football. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 30. Man in motion to the far side, and a flag is going to be thrown by the side judge. And Are they going to call... A sideline infraction Seven against... Nope, it's a legal procedure. It's not the way the official looked back at the Roger Bacon sideline across the way that it was going to be a sideline infraction. But the five-yard penalty knocks it back to the 25-yard line, and it's second and 15. And th- those are mistakes when your whole offense is the quarterback keeper. You can't afford to go five yards the other way. No, obviously not. Second down, 15 yards to go. Ball at the 25. Now Mays rolls out to his left. He's looking to throw. He's going to throw it into the flat. It is complete to the receiver. That's Nylon Mosley. Mosley across the 40 to the 45. And he's going to be drugged down on the play by Roger Bacon out to the 47-yard line. Make it the 48. I thought the DB went for the ball there, took a gamble. Uh, if he plays the, the receiver on that, he probably breaks it up. Um, other, you know, Purcell gets a first down. So it's first and ten at their own 48-yard line. Nice throw that time by Mays. Now Mays is going to roll out to the right. Same play that time. He's going to throw it in the flat, complete to Taylor. Ace Taylor, number one. He catches Passes it in Roger Bacon territory to the 46-yard line. It's going to be a six-yard completion and a first down for Cavaliers. I'll check that. It'll be second down and about four yards to go. Good thing this is prescription turf, or this would be a muddy mess tonight. Second down, four yards to go. Throwing it out into the flat, incomplete. Mays tried to get it back to Taylor again on the right side, but Taylor Mays couldn't get his hands on the football. Taylor. Drops to the ground, brings up third so down at halftime, we'll have Rob's interview with Mel Anthony and Harry Tolliver. That's all coming up here at halftime from Bron Basevich Stadium. 52 seconds to go before the half. Purcell has got two timeouts remaining. Roger Bacon has got two timeouts remaining. But right now, the Spartans, this is a long drive by Purcell, and that's what they've got to do because they don't they aren't a quick hitting football team. Moving in motion, Taylor. Mays drops back, rolls out to the right. He's looking to throw. He throws it up the right side and it's incomplete. Over the head of the play to Evan Cox. DeMonte incomplete. Everett. DeMonte Everett, excuse me, for the intended well, receiver, but it was over his down. He may have even stepped out of bounds on his route up the right side. Brings up fourth down, five yards to go, and it means it's punting time for Purcell. So Zach there's 46 the seconds to go. Roger Bacon's going to have two timeouts remaining. Coleman is going to drop back to receive. And I would think whatever Mike Blount decides to do, whether to go for a touchdown or a field goal here at the end of the half, it will depend upon what Kuhlman does running back this punt. Hoover will punt the football away in his own territory at about the 45. 
Good snap. No rush at all. Hoover is going to punt it, and Kuhlman is going to let it bounce. And it will hit inside the 20, roll inside the 10, and it will be down at the 8-yard line with 36 seconds to go in the half your score. It's Roger Bacon, 7, Purcell, 6. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. So 36 seconds left to go here in the first half, and let's see what the Spartans decide to do on first and 10 at the 8. They hand it off to Kiner. Kiner around the left side to the wide side to the 10. He's going to be hit at the 10 and be dropped at about the 11-yard line after a gain of three on the play. He's got 16 carries tonight for 87 yards. Tackle by number four, Ace Taylor. So he is way above what he had last week, and that will do it for the end of the first half as the Spartans are just going to let the clock run out. This has been a quick running first half. The Spartans took the football down the field on their opening kickoff and drove it down the field to take a 7-0 lead on the in the game. And then they kicked it off to Purcell, and Purcell did precisely the same thing, ran it down the field. Scored a touchdown to make it 7-6, to six, but they missed the two-point conversion. And that's where we stand here at the half. Your score, it's Roger Bacon, 7, and Purcell, 6. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans and your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. Even if you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at amvets.org. Teens whose parents drive distracted are twice as likely to also drive distracted. Our children look up to us. They pick up our habits, good and bad. What behaviors are you teaching your children? What distractions would you give up if it meant saving your child's life? This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by The Wishbone on Delhi, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore, Murphy's Promotions, Mount St. Joseph University, and by JTAP Sports Bar. Please let these sponsors know you heard their names on Mount St. Joseph Broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, as we said, this is the 90th meeting between these two ball clubs over the past years, and it has been a storied rivalry. And Rob Rickenbaugh had the opportunity earlier tonight to talk with two of the most storied athletes that have played in this rivalry for Roger Bacon, Mel Anthony, the Rose Bowl MVP in 1964 when he beat Roger Staubach, and Harry Tolliver, who was playing on that undefeated 1958 Roger Bacon football team. Let's listen to that interview. 
Hello, it is a privilege tonight. I have two of the all-time great Roger Bacon Spartans. Uh, we're going to talk to Mel Anthony, class of 61, Harry Tolliver, class of 59. Um, Mel, I'm going to start with you. Uh, there's been a lot of talk recently about the great running backs in school history uh, because of the freshmen we have. And, of course, your name, Walt Reckers, your brother Ty come up. Uh, tell me what it's like all these years later, despite the Michigan accolades and the, the Rose Bowl MVP, what it means to have been a Roger Bacon Spartan and be one of the all-time greats here at this school? Well, <clears throat> Rob, it is um, every chance I've had over the years, when I, when I was playing and then after um, I stopped playing, um, I would always defer my uh, whatever success I've had to my years at Roger Bacon and playing under Brown Basevich because I never played um, football until I got to Bacon. Uh, some of my uh, colleagues had two and three years of experience under their belts by the time we were freshmen here, whereas I had to start from scratch. And um, uh, as it turned out, it, uh, it turned out fine, but um, it, it could have been a lot better, I think, if I had had some of the, more, the better experiences that my classmates have had. Had, had. So it, it's been good. It's been good. Um, it was good, and we're looking forward to the development of uh, the, um, well, the team that um, is, is playing Purcell tonight. Um, I hope those guys leave it all on the field because um, what they're doing is they're going to be creating some memories. And, you know, 30, 40, 50 years from now, they're going to always remember this night. And so uh, they'll know if they, what they, if they did good or bad or, or indifferent. Whatever it is, they, they're going to remember. So we, we just hope that uh, they give it all and, uh, and things work in their favor. Uh, we'll get back to your experiences with Purcell and a certain quarterback in a minute, Mr. Tolliver. You played on one of the all-time great teams uh, here at Roger Bacon, the 58 undefeated team. Uh, tell me a little bit about your experiences with that legendary team here at Roger Bacon. Yes, as uh, sort of like what uh, Mel was speaking of, I didn't play uh, freshman ball. I come as, as a sophomore. Um, Bacon uh, had some real good talent back in those days. You know, we had, uh, like Walt Reckers, we had a couple guys that uh, went to the pros, uh, 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 well, what's his name? Uh, but anyway, it, it was a real good, real good team. Uh, Basevich had to be the best disciplinarian that that you've ever seen, and he was he was fair. He was hard, but he was fair, and I, I really appreciate that. And I have carried uh, his motivation throughout the years in, in in different things that I do, even with track. I was basically. Uh, come here to run track, or not come here, but that was my forte because I was uh, uh, 800 meter champion, or they call it. It was 800 yards back then, but I was undefeated. I only lost like two two races in my whole life, you know, it, uh, from my uh, eighth eighth grade uh, all the way up to you know grade 12. So um, I, I come in to play uh, football because at the time, uh, basically, I'd say, I know you're here and you're a track guy, but uh, we we need some speed on the team. So they, Basevich had designated a couple guys, okay, my speed merchants, he would call everybody out, and uh, Dahlmeyer and a couple guys like that were, were noticed as speed merchants, you know. 
So, and uh, like I said, you know, once again, you know, uh, indicative of what Mel has said, I think the guys should, you know, just really, uh, you know, try to really let it all hang out. You know, because back in the day, um, we would have 10,000 people here at Roger Bacon Stadium. No seats available anywhere. They sit on the hill, on the uh, east side, the hill here on on south down. I mean, just I mean, it was just a, a heck of a electrifying experience. And we let it all hang out, and uh, it was either all or nothing, all or nothing. Now, that's the way Basevich taught us, you know. So. It, well, I got to ask you real quick while we're on the subject. Then uh, you know you're friends with this guy who's a legend. Uh, you're a state champion, state record holder in track. Yes. Uh, you played with Walt Records, who I know isn't feeling well right now, but we'll hear this. Uh, tell me a little bit about your thoughts uh, of playing with Mr. Records and uh, his style of running. Just a tremendous, determined type of runner. We played Purcell. We beat him over to um, Xavier, which is a defunct football stadium now. A lot of people don't know that Xavier even had a football team. Walt scored on a run. He took five hits on his way to the end zone and never went down. Never went down. I mean, just tremendous balance, a tough guy, and look, you got, you had to bring it. You know, it's like, here it is, and you guys, you know, come and get me because here I am. Yeah. You know, I mean, he got, and if you if you could go back through some of the old films, I've never seen somebody get hit just boom, one, two, Three, you know, just five times. And then they'd call on me to run the extra point because I had speed, so we'd do a little pitch out or in run, and I'd make the extra point. <laughs> but Walt, Walt was the, work, the workhorse, and he took all care of all the work, okay? He, he could also catch. Yeah. So yeah. they used him, uh, you know, to, to catch the ball quite a bit, too. I remember seeing him, you know, when I was a sophomore. you got to break a lot of tackles to average 10 yards a carry, right? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so i got to ask you, Mel, I've been fortunate to hear this story. Of course, you lost to Purcell your senior year, I think by one point. Um, and a couple years later, you're at Michigan, Rogers at Navy. You had a chance to uh, to get some revenge. Tell us about that story. Well, um, being in Michigan in the big house, um, you know, Navy visited us, um, played us two years in a row, uh, my uh, junior year and my senior year. My junior year, we were still rebuilding because we had had uh, previously just an awful, awful season, one of the worst in Michigan history my sophomore year. So we were rebuilding my junior year, and Roger uh, and, and the Navy uh, crew come up there, and, uh, and they beat us by a couple touchdowns uh, that year. <clears throat> and um, fortunately, they returned the next year, and we had a chance to get our revenge. So we... Um, Beat them 21 to nothing, and this was the year after Roger had won the Heisman. Um, so, you know, felt a little good about that. Uh, had a little revenge, uh, but uh, it's nothing like um, playing here at Roger Bacon. I wish I could have had a, a couple victories here, you know, against Purcell, like Harry and and uh, some of the other guys did. Yeah, uh, the 90th time that they're going to meet tonight. Um, yeah, which is hard to believe. Bacon holds the edge, all-time series. I uh, hope we get another one tonight. Uh, if we do, one of the reasons we will is this young freshman running back who, again, reminds a lot of people of your speed and your kind of force as a running back. Uh, what advice might you have for uh, Corey Kiner as, as he moves on through his career here at Roger Bacon? Well, uh, discipline is going to be uh, the cornerstone of his uh, success. 
He's going to have to listen to his instructors um, throughout. And um, as all the guys, they should be listening to their teachers and, and their coaches. Um, uh, and they'll keep them on the right right uh, path, you know, to uh, so that they can have success at the next level. But uh, you've got a good start here with this facility, which is fantastic. We had nothing like this when we were playing. We were just talent, and and see the guys uh, today, they have a chance to take that ta their talent and develop it even more, yeah. more so than we did. So um, just pay attention to your instructors and your coaches, and, and uh, things will work out good for you, I'm sure. Uh, what about you, Mr. Tolliver? Well... You know, it's it's um, Mel just about summed up everything. But you know, I can remember a time uh, we had a play called Forty Trap, and and he speak about listen to your, uh, you know, your teachers and stuff. We had a play called Forty Trap. Everybody in the stadium knew the play we were going to run, including the janitor, but they couldn't stop it because everybody knew their primary blocking assignment, their secondary blocking assignment, and third. And, and we'd run 40 trap. I mean, everybody knew 40 trap. There'd go wreckers, you know, 5, 8, 10 yards on 40 trap. Everybody knew it. They tried to stop us. Purcell used the 53 defense to try to stop it. You know, McCarthy was, you know, Purcell's coach at that time. And uh, they tried everything in the world to try to stop 40 trap. They could not stop 40 trap. That's the discipline that, that Mel was talking about. Because you knew every blocking position that would, would, would be available to you. Okay. So uh, I always like to ask guys, uh, you know, I think the unique thing about Roger Bacon is no matter what year you graduated, you're connected forever, uh, kind of as brothers um, across all generations. And uh, here we are, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a little over 20 years out, you guys a little bit longer than that. Fifteen, sixty years. Fifteen, sixty years. Uh, but you guys are still remembered as some of the greats. There's still kind of an aura when you guys come back onto the campus uh, and what it means to guys like me and, and guys like Coach Blout. All these years later, all the success you guys have had at all different levels, what's it mean really to be a Roger Bacon Spartan? Well, uh, words can't describe it uh, as far as I'm concerned. I've, I've had uh, so many nice things happen in life because of my affiliation with Roger Bacon. And in turn, when I had every opportunity I had um, throughout life to um, refer people or talk about Roger Bacon, and, and it's... Uh, the benefits of going to school here, I've taken it. So it's been a love-love a relationship as far as I'm concerned throughout, throughout my whole life. Playing under Bron Vasovich is probably my greatest uh, memory of Roger Bacon. Uh, we had discipline here in school. Uh, like I say, Father Andrew Fox was principal when I first come here. But, you know, Vasovich seemed to take every individual player under his wing and have, he always had something to offer. So um, also indicative of what Mel was saying. You know, I carried that throughout uh, wherever I go. You play Roger Bates, yeah, you know. And, uh, you know, it, it means something even to me in this day and time, you know. We were glad to be able to beat, uh, which, uh, you know, some of the greats, uh, you know, yeah. speaking Roger Stavik, uh, 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 kind of a sad memory in uh, the undefeated year. You know, we were taught to hit hard. The game has changed somewhat a little bit. And I, th I got knocked out in the third quarter. 
and I spent the, my celebration in Christ Hospital with brain concussion. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, you know, I, I mean, the st- stadium was uh, full, and so that, uh, but all my teammates, including Do- uh, Bron Basrich, you know, come to visit me in the hospital. You know, said, uh, no need of us celebrating. Because Tolliver's in the hospital, you know, so uh, all the football players go. So, I mean, that means a lot, you yeah. know, because, you know, I gave it all, and uh, I'm getting a little bit emotional, but, uh, you know, most guys, you know, you know, gave it their all. Uh, your you brothers. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I have to say, you guys are truly legends. It's an honor to uh, have had time to talk with you tonight, and uh, it's it's more of an honor to know that we have Roger Bacon in common uh, forever. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you, Roger. Rob, just a great, great interview here tonight with those two. Uh, those guys are amazing men. Uh, I've actually known of Mel Anthony uh, since I was a little kid. I was fortunate. His son, Verlin, when I was in first grade, uh, was my best friend. Uh, one thing that first graders don't understand, uh, and I didn't either, is why Verlin wasn't in school a lot, why Verlin's hair wasn't always in. Uh, Verlin had leukemia. So, uh my dad, who graduated in 64, was a big Mel Anthony fan. He actually was here with Mel's little brother, Ty, who Mel referenced. Um, I've been hearing about how great Mel Anthony was, right? The Rose Bowl MVP from Roger Bacon. Held the longest run from scrimmage for about 30 years uh, in Rose Bowl history. Uh, but Verlin passed away uh, right before second grade. Uh, so, obviously, uh, that was hard for me and hard for a second grader to understand. But what we always kind of, and Dave Kaufman and I were talking about tonight is, you know, when we were here, Verlin was probably our tailback uh, that we didn't have, right? You know, yeah. the lineage that he was coming from, uh, you know, how different if we had a kid like Verlin Anthony or Mel Anthony or Corey Kiner, how different our season goes our senior year rather than go one and nine. Uh, but Mel Anthony is an unbelievable class act. Terry Tolliver, uh, a legendary track athlete, ran for all over the world for Nike, still has a world record for a 43-year-old man running a 600-yard sprint, uh, which he did up at West Point back in the 80s. Uh, just two unbelievable Spartans, and uh, very honored they came back tonight to talk to the team. Well, it was just a great interview with those two. Just just outstanding to listen to. And if you want to listen to it again, it'll be on the uh, archive come later on tonight about an hour after this evening's football game is over. Right now at halftime, it's 7-6. to six. Roger Bacon on top of it. We'll be back to take a look at the stats after this. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans and your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. Even if you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Did you know that scoliosis is a curvature of the spine that affects more than 6 million Americans? With no known cause, it most often turns up during adolescence. Early detection is key to successful treatment. That's why Shriners Hospitals for Children is reminding parents to have their kids' spines checked every year. Download our free Spine Screen app and do a quick check at home today. Well, it is 7-6. to six. Right now, Roger Bacon on top of it. And Rob, you went down for the legend ceremony, and you said it's even more cold and icy than it actually looks. You know, uh, right before we went on, or somewhere in that vicinity, we were talking about 
how the weatherman was wrong, how those <laughs> predictions it was going to be really cold and really rainy were off, and at least it wasn't that. It was just great football weather. And here we are with the jinx of all jinxes, freezing rain, ice cold, miserable night and conditions. But what makes it interesting second half as we sit here in the press box to see kind of what develops uh, from these two teams who clearly want to run the ball. Well, let's take a look at the official halftime stats for tonight's football game. First downs, Roger Bacon has eight compared to six for Purcell. In rushing, well, actually Purcell is out rushing Roger Bacon in the first half. They've got 15 carries for 104 yards net, 22 carries, 96 yards net for Roger Bacon. But Corey Kiner has got 84 of those. He's got 16 carries for 84 yards. As far as passing is concerned, Purcell is 2 of 7 for 29 yards. Roger Bacon, 4 of 7 for 58 yards. Time of possession, easily to Roger Bacon. They've held on to the football 14 minutes, 30 seconds, while Purcell has had it 9.5 minutes. Purcell, well... Their quarterback, Mitch Mays, he's got 11 carries tonight for 160 yards, and or 106 yards, excuse me, that's 106, and a touchdown. And Corey Kiner, as we said, 16 carries tonight for 84 yards in the first half of play. As far as scores are concerned so far tonight, one out of the GCL that is of major importance, that's Alter defeating Chaminade Julian in the first quarter, 20-6. to Elsewhere, Winton Woods just blasting Moeller tonight, 37-7. to It's St. Xavier, the Bombers of Cincinnati, defeating St. Xavier, the Tigers of Louisville, 9-7. to Elsewhere, in high school football, it is Princeton and Sycamore, tied up at nothing-nothing. And Anderson is... Blanking Walnut Hills 26 to nothing, while Elder is beating LaSalle 7 to 3 in their ball game at halftime. I hear you say Moeller's getting blasted. Moeller is getting blasted. You That's love too, that, don't you? That's too bad. <laughs> 7 to 6, your score here at halftime. Rob and I will be back with the second half kickoff after this timeout. Hi, I'm Mike Thornton. And I'm Tom Norris. I'm Tom Kelly. I'm Barney Barnum, and I was privileged to serve as a Marine in the Vietnam War. I'm Tom Hudner, and I was privileged to serve as a Navy fighter pilot in Korea. Thank you for your service to our country. We are so very proud of you. As a fellow combat warrior, I thank you for your service. Both Mike and I know firsthand the challenges of combat, and we're privileged to serve with the Navy SEALs in Vietnam. Like you, I have experienced the challenges of war. Back in the day, they didn't have the services, the resources, and tools that are available today to help the troops and their families to stay mentally strong and to deal with the challenge of adjusting after deployment. The tools and resources are there now. Please, make use of them. Don't hesitate to use them. Be strong and determined. Stay strong and have the courage to seek help. Don't let the enemy you defeated on the battlefield defeat you at all. Someone do something, please. Call 911. Call 911. Call 911. The longest moments. Those moments that occur after you call 911 and then finally hear the sirens in the distance. You can fill in those longest moments. You can do something. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead until someone did something. Most sudden cardiac events are witnessed by friends, family, coworkers, and bystanders. They can help a person continue to live. Is your community or workplace hot safe? I was on my way to the hospital when my heart stopped beating. I was at home. I was in church. I was at a basketball game. I was at a nightclub. I was at work when my heart stopped beating. Someone called 911. Someone started CPR. 
someone brought an AED? Is your community or workplace heart safe? Someone did something and I'm alive. Well, this is the last football game of the season for both of these ball clubs, but more importantly for Roger Bacon, we will be bringing you some basketball action coming up this year, both boys and girls. We'll be doing a majority of the boys and a few of the girls games coming up here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. That's going to be fun. Basketball season, what would you say, 15 years since they beat Drew Joyce and Romeo and all those, Romeo Travis and all those guys and another guy named LeBron. Yeah, this, this guy LeBron, who I, I think, I'm not sure what happened to him. He might have surfaced somewhere else in Ohio. I think he's a successful businessman someplace. I think that's right. They're looking at trying to get into Space Jam too. Yeah. You know, and that, and that's the, that's the case of what's happening right now. So we'll be bringing, bringing you all of that coming up about the, Beginning of December is the first basketball game on December 1st. Rebuilding season a little bit for for the basketball team coming up. They've lost five of their top six scorers uh, coming off a, a team that played for the state championship last year. Uh, so, you know, Brian Neal, Bobby Holt, those guys always do an unbelievable job coaching the kids up. Uh, some young kids coming up. Uh, point guard who's outstanding coming up. Uh, it'll be a really exciting basketball season. always is. Well, what do you think Dave Kathman, the defensive coordinator of Roger Bacon, has drawn up to battle Mitch Mays tonight of Purcell in the second half? Well, uh, I'll use the story. You know, Dave's the only guy I ever saw win a football game by himself, and it was the city championship in eighth grade. We played a team, uh, Steve Berline, I remember him, played for the Notre Dame and the Panthers. His nephew ran all over us in a, in a midseason game, uh, ran like six touchdowns on us. So we had one simple strategy is Dave destroyed. Uh, I think Kathman had 40 tackles in that game, ended up driving Berlin out of the game in about the second quarter. We win the city championship. Similar strategy tonight. you got to spy the quarterback. you got to blow that kid up and make him feel every bit of every run uh, until he doesn't want to do it anymore, and uh, you win this game. Yeah, Berlin also played for the Raiders for a little while. Underrated quarterback uh, in the NFL for sure, but great quarterback at Notre Dame as well. So dropping back set to return is Ace Taylor and Q Taylor for Bird's kick. And Bird is just going to squib it up the field. It'll be taken in by one of the upbacks at the 26, across the 30 to the 35 to the 40. And he is going to run it across the 40 out to the 43-yard line. That is Brian Williams. Williams running it back, taking it out to the 43. And Purcell has it first and 10. Ball security, you know, we've seen no turnovers tonight, no real big mistakes. Uh, it'll be interesting as the rain continues to come down pretty hard. Uh, temperature continues to drop it if we don't have issues holding on to the ball for either team. So it continues to rain here at Bron Basevich Stadium, last game of the season. And we're finishing it up in miserable weather. The rest of the season has been completely great. Handoff around the right-hand side goes to Nyland Mosley. Mosley takes it on the jet across the 50 into Roger Bacon territory, and he's run out of bounds at the 47-yard line. Gain of about nine on the carry, and they are going to call a timeout, and now they're going to say it was 10 yards on a first down. And Jake Speed actually had him. He over-pursued rather than maintain containment. If, if he stretches that out a little bit, he runs him out for a loss. Uh, he cuts inside a little bit too hard. He's able to get the edge and get around him uh, and turns into a first down. First and 10 for Purcell in Roger Bacon territory at the 46. 
Spartans with a one-point lead, 7-6 to six here. We've just begun the third quarter of play. And Mays hands it off to Taylor. Taylor's going to be hit behind the line and dropped at the 49-yard line. Loss of three on the play. Nice play by Speed. And what what I've seen so far, first half and now into this, is that when Mays can just take off and there's no hesitation, that offensive line doesn't have to do anything, he can just go. Bacon is slow to react. But when they have to take a two-step drop to hand that ball off, they're getting a lot of penetration. Uh, able to blow a lot of those up right in the backfield. Zach Witten was also in on that tackle. So Mays, empty backfield. He's going to roll out to the left. He's looking to throw. Throws off balance. That's going to be intercepted and then dropped by Coleman. Coleman pounding the turf. He knew he had that football in his hands, but he just could not bring it in. So it's incomplete. Third and ten. I think he was looking at the end zone. <laughs> you know, so On offense, he hears footsteps. There he was looking at a pick six. Uh, didn't Remember to catch the ball first, right? You gotta catch it with your eyes. He's yep. looking ahead. So the ball back to the 49 yard line, third down. Call it about 13 yards to go for Purcell. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Mays fake the drop back and then take off. Uh, the safest, surest play they have to try to pick this up has worked for them. Most of the night. He's got Taylor to the left-hand side of him. Now Taylor moves in motion out of the backfield. Now there he goes. He takes off up the middle across the 45, and he'll be dropped at the 42-yard line. About seven yards on that Mitch scamper Mays for Mitch Mays. And he is going to be shy of the first down by about five yards. It'll bring up fourth and five. And it wouldn't surprise me to see them run the exact same play again. Uh, it's yep. been the only thing they've done all night well. Well, let's see. They're bringing in wholesale substitutions, and Mays is one of them coming out, and now they'll bring in the punter, Hoover. So Hoover's going to go ahead and punt it away on fourth and about five yards to go from the Roger Bacon 42-yard line. So David Wirth's going to play field position football here in this third quarter. And they are spread out all over the place for this punt. Good snap to Hoover. Hoover's going to get it away under no pressure. Gets a high kick short that'll hit inside the 10. It's going to bounce into the end zone for a touchback. So that's where Roger Bacon is going to take it over first and 10 at their own 20 after the touchback. And they'll have the ball for the first time here in the second half of play. Tomorrow... I'll be on the road at Franklin, where Mount St. Joseph will be taking on the Grizzlies. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 1 o'clock and the kickoff at 1.30 here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Should be a good one. And uh, as Purcell continues to over-pursue here on defense, I wouldn't mind seeing Bacon maybe try some misdirection, uh, see if they can get them on their heels. 9.43 left to go in this third quarter. Hand off to Kiner. Kiner off the right side. He's going to take it across the 20 out to the 25-yard line for a gain of five. Second and five. He's on the right side. Gets it up to the 25-yard line. He's got 89 yards rushing tonight. He's already over 1,000. He did that in about six games. 9.20 and running left to go in this third quarter. It's 7-6. to Spartans with the lead and the football. Kappel out wide left, Kuhlman wide right. Wing formation now shown by the Spartans with Kiner lining up in the backfield behind 
Bullock, and now the pitch out comes to Kiner around the left-hand side. He's going to take it across the 25, out to the 28. Gain of three, and it'll bring up third down and two. And every time they've shown that formation, Rob, they've run it to the they've run it on a pitch off to Kiner on that wide side. Yeah, and in that case, he had to come around Bullock. Uh, I would have minded seeing a quick pitch the other way. Again, as we see McCorey, uh, the more time he has just to get north-south and go, the more successful he is on those carries. So it's third down, two yards to go for the Spartans. Pistol formation, Bullock with Kiner to the right. Kiner gets the handoff straight up the middle. He'll take it across the 30. He has the first down out to the 35-yard line, gain of seven, and a first down for the Spartans. And it, it, I think it's just a matter of time until he breaks one of these. Uh, he's coming with a full head of steam. He looks like he has fresh legs. Uh, a couple of these linemen playing two ways, uh, maybe a little winded. It's 18 carries tonight. 96 yards on the night for Kiner. Again out of the eye. Pitch out. Comes around the right-hand side to Kiner. That's the wide side. He's going to cut it at the 35, up the sideline to the 40, 45, 50, and he'll be tripped and run out of bounds at the 49-yard line in Purcell territory. About a 17-yard gain on the play. Make it 16. They're going to mark him right out at midfield. That's a really good block that Zach Happel gave him uh, on the, the nickel back to allow Kiner to get around the end and pick those yards up. That puts Kiner over 100 yards, unofficially 112 yards rushing tonight on 19 carries. About a third of the season high for a game. That's right. Ball resting right at midfield. 7.43 remaining in the third quarter. It's 7-6. to six. Spartans on top of it. Bullock again with Kiner. Behind him in the eye, and now flag down on the play. And no, it's a timeout taken by Roger Bacon. We'll take one also. Seven and a half minutes left to go in the third quarter. It's Roger Bacon, seven, Purcell, six. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back at Bron Bezovich Stadium on a rainy Friday night. Final game of the high school football regular season. Playoffs begin next week. I almost broke into my Jim Mora voice. Playoffs. <laughs> you should have. Yeah, that's all right. So after that timeout, Roger Bacon comes back out onto the field. They've got Kiner lined up in the I formation out of the pistol. Behind Bullock, ball in the near hash mark, seven and a half minutes. Fake handoff. Bullock's going to go for it all. He's got Coleman down the middle, and it's going to be hung up and intercepted on the play by Purcell at the 30. They're running it back the other way to the 40. 45, 50, and a tackle made by Coleman coming from behind. The interception made by Brian Williams, a freshman, 5'7", 151 pounds, and he ran it all the way back to midfield, but a flag is thrown. At about the spot of the tackle, they may get Coleman for a horse tackle here. I don't know. Let's see what they decide to call. Now they're looks like they're going to go back on the flag. is all the way back to the 20. 
It's going to be pass interference called against Purcell. Purcell, what a pass interference. What a break. Well, I, I thought the ball was a little bit underthrown. I thought there was contact, but it looked like it came up short. Uh, that's a big blow for Purcell, big break for Roger Bacon. So that the 15-yard penalty will take it to the 35-yard line of Purcell, and Roger Bacon now has a first down via the penalty. And again, Kiner out of the eye. Pitch out to him around the left-hand side, the far side, inside the 35, and he's going to be stacked up at about the 34-yard line. Kiner tries the left side. Boy, it looked like he got to about the 33, but they're going to say he's down at the 35, Rob. On the, on the field. And now Purcell looked like they had a player down. They did, but he gets up and he looks and, like a sailor on home from leave. And this is GCL football, Friday night, 40 degrees, pouring rain. The best rush running running back in the city, a young offensive line. Coach Henneke's here needs to uh, to get these guys going. It looks like a hold there. They're going to take it back another 10, but uh, it's Heavy dose of Kiner here. Going to take it back to the 45-yard line. So that hold, 10-yard penalty, makes it first and 20 at the 45 of Purcell. Again, out of the pistol eye formation. Handoff right up the middle to Kiner. Kiner on a quick hitter takes it to the 43-yard line. Eight of two on the carry. And it will bring up second down 18. That's the first time they've done something different out of that eye formation of the pistol. Edmondson in the ball game now. He's back in. Capel comes out wide right. Slot right is Edmondson. Bird is into the ball game now, and he's going to go wing right. Bird, a good receiver. Cool. Be interesting to see what they call here. Kuhlman wide left. Kiner to the right of Bullock on second and 18. Bullock drops straight back, looks to his right. He's going to throw it up the right side. He's got Bird completed for 32, and he's run out of bounds at the 30-yard line. 13 yards on the reception. It's not a first down, but it will be close. He snuck right behind those defensive backs on a crossing route. Bullock with an unbelievable throw. It's going to be third down and call it five yards to go. Nice throw by Bullock, nice catch by Bird, and he tight roped the sideline and ran out of bounds at the 30. You know, and, and I've always said an out route is one of the most difficult routes to defend if you time it right, and that one was timed perfectly. Receivers out wide on both sides, two receivers out wide on both sides. Kiner to the right of Bullock, ball in the near hash mark. Third down, five yards to go, play clock under 10. Bullock, long snap from center, and now the flag is thrown, and Bullock didn't get the ball, ball snapped in time. Well, you can see that hand go up in the air. Bullock just didn't get the snap off in time. And instead of third and five, it's now third and ten. And again, you know, young quarterback, big situation, uh, just not being clear with his team. So it'll be third down and ten from the 35-yard line of Purcell. And oddly enough, that's basically where this started on that pass interference penalty against Purcell was at the 35, and we've gone deep and then back. So it's third and ten. Bullock drops straight back, looks to the left. He's trying to get a receiver, now runs it up the middle as the pocket collapses. Can't get away from the defenders of Purcell, and he's going to be dropped at the 37-yard line for a loss of two. And it's fourth down. Bullock, the one area where I've seen him the most hesitant, 
is when it comes to that decision to run. He waits just a little bit too long with happy feet versus saying it's time to take off and taking off. Yeah, he, he tends to tippy-toe inside the pocket when it's collapsing. But he'll learn on that. Yeah. One of the things that they'll work with him on. Well, the last time the Titans were going to punt the football, they faked it to Kiner, and now Purcell is taking a timeout. 5.29 left to go in this third quarter of play. And your score it is Roger Bacon 7 and Purcell 6. You hear that early learning is a business issue. Here's how. When babies and young children grow up with plenty of positive, high-quality learning experiences, they're much more likely to become productive, contributing members of society. That's important to the business world, which depends on skilled and educated employees to succeed. For more about the business connection, go to bestbeginningsalaska.org. Early learning, it's everybody's business. This message brought to you by Best Beginnings and this station. Well, it's been a couple of... Weird timeout calls in this ballgame by Purcell and their first-year head coach, David Worth. One on an extra point and now on a punt. Yeah, I mean, it's not unusual for a coach to call a timeout if he sees something he doesn't like. But in a game that's moving very briskly, a lot of running plays, you're losing. Burning one on a punt seems... Mosley is going to get this one as Bird almost wanted to run with the football, decided against it. He's going to... Kick it downfield, and it will go into the end zone. It took a Purcell bounce, and it bounced into the end zone for the touchback. So the Cavs have the football first and ten at their own 20, down by a point, 7-6. To the Spartans with 5-21 remaining to go in this third quarter. And I imagine more of the same. This is Mr. Mays on the keeper, and Bacon testing whether or not they can stop it. Yeah, I mean, when you've got something that's working, don't go away from it. And in the last drive, they tried to throw the ball a little bit more and rest Mays. But now Mays is back into the ball game. He's got Taylor off to his left. Spread formation. Got, actually, now they've got two tight ends. Now Mays is going to keep it around the left-hand side. He's going to be hit at the 17 and dropped right there for a three-yard loss. Mitch Mayers tries nice to the left play. side. By the defense of Roger Bacon, especially Michael Carson. Carson's been outstanding this year. He's played very, very well for the Spartans. Outstanding young sophomore linebacker. And again, it wasn't so much them going away from what's working, but at some point the defense gets more adjusted uh, at reading that play and stopping it. So 445 left to go in this third quarter. Mays keeps it on the right side. Now he's going to throw it out into the flat, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to Brian Williams, the freshman receiver, overthrew him by about five yards. And it brings up third down. And the the other thing I've seen about Mays is when he's rolling out, which is what they like to do with him, he's hit or miss with his accuracy. He's had some some great balls. He's some balls that were wobblers that were uh, overthrown. Big down here for Bacon. Again, I wouldn't mind... Wouldn't be surprised to see him try the, the drop back takeoff uh, like he has on the, the past couple possessions. 4.37 left to go in the third quarter. It's 7-6. Roger Bacon on top of it. Third down, 12 yards to go. And Miles throws the ball out in the flat. It is incomplete. It goes out of bounds. That might have been a lateral. They're going to call it a lateral. It went out of bounds at the nine-yard line. He lost nine yards on that pass out of bounds because it was a lateral thrown behind the intended receiver. And, you know, the interesting thing is that Bacon, 
you know, been a little bit more heads up, maybe they grab that ball. But, again, them just not being aware of the situation and what's happening. So Mays throws the incomplete lateral out of bounds back inside the 10 at the 9-yard line, and it brings up fourth down. Well, is it third down or fourth down? It looks like fourth down, but the scoreboard's showing third down right now. But it is fourth down and 20, and Hoover's going to punt it out of his own end zone. Another tough punt for Hoover. Kuhlman at his own 35, and a heavy rush by Roger Bacon, but Hoover nice gets kick. it away. And it's going to go out of bounds. And let's see where they spot Zach the Hoover's football. Goes out of bounds. They're going to spot it. At the 38-yard line. So about a 27-yard punt for Hoover. And it is first and 10 for Roger Bacon. And now they have got to do something with this football now. Uh, they do. Uh, they got to punch the ball in. We, you know, this is a little too reminiscent of what we've seen all season with them being able to put drives together but not finish them. Uh, this time of the game, clock ticking, rain pouring. they got to punch one in the end zone. 4.27 left to go. Roger Bacon takes it over in Purcell territory at their own 37-yard line. Pitch out. Comes around the right-hand side. Kiner lost the football and goes back into the back in the past midfield at the 45. Kiner's going to pick it up, and he's going to be dropped at the 49-yard line in Roger Bacon territory. Big, big mistake by the Spartans and a loss of 13 on the play. Corey was really lucky to get that one back. I don't know if it was a pitch that was a little bit too far outside for getting his hands on or the ball was slick, but uh, lucky to get it back. Lucky to get back what he got uh, versus that being a, maybe a, another five or six yards the other wrong direction. So that's going to bring up second down. They're going to put him right at midfield. Second down and 23 yards to go. Dropping back. Bullock looking over the middle. Good pr- Good pocket, and he throws it out to Kappel, and it is incomplete. I'm not sure if he was actually throwing that ball to Kappel, Rob, or if he was throwing it away, because Kappel was the only guy over there, but he overthrew him by about 10 yards. Yeah, not not an accurate pass at all. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't, you know, I think Zach Kuhlman has four or five inches on the, the corner that's covering him. Uh, just take a chance like they did earlier. They got a pass interference the last series. Uh, take a shot at Kuhlman. See if they can draw another penalty, or he can go up and get one. Third down, 10 yards to go. Or make it, excuse me, third down, 23 yards to go from midfield. Dropping back Bullock, setting up the screen. He goes to Kiner. Kiner's going to be hit immediately. Drop, but no, he wasn't dropped. He got away from the tackle. Spins to the 35-yard line, but he was dropped all the way back to the 38-yard line. That's another 12-yard loss on that reception. And Roger Bacon went completely the opposite direction that they were supposed to go then. They started out at the 37, and they're all the way back to their own 37-yard line. So they lost 36 yards on that drive alone. That that might have been the, one of the worst screen setups I've ever seen. That they No trickery there. Bird is going to punt the football away, and Purcell is going to let it bounce in their own territory, and it will be downed at the 32-yard line. 31-yard punt on the play for Bird, and Purcell takes it over first and 10 at their own 32. Are you a small business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base, possibly 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. 
Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media. 513-268-2799. Well, that was one of the worst offensive possessions I think you could have in a football game. And Purcell takes it over, and Mays is going to take it across the 35. And it's going to be stopped right at the 35-yard line. It'll bring up second down, five yards to go. Purcell down by a point, 7-6. It's been that way since both teams had the football the first time in the first quarter. And neither team's been able to score any other points since their first possession of the football game. Second down, five yards to go. Ball resting at the 35-yard line. And I would think we're going to see a steady dose of maze for the rest of this ball game. We're going to put a man in motion. That's Mosley. And Mays is going to keep it himself. He's going to take it across the 40, right up the middle to the 42-yard line. Seven yards on the carry. And a first down for Purcell. It's really good. It's going to go down to who wants it more. Uh, which we expected, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised at all, given the seasons that each of the teams have had in this rivalry, that this is where we are as the, the third quarter ticks down and comes to an end. Uh, some One of these teams is going to have to go get the victory. 155 and running left to go in the third quarter. Ball at the 42-yard line. Purcell looking things over. Mays. Had over 100 yards rushing at the half. Mosley moves in motion on the jet. Mays is going to keep it. Now he throws it out to Mosley on the right side. Skips inside the 40. Outside to the 43-yard line. Gain of a yard on the completion. Out to the 43. It brings up second down and nine. I know in this kind of weather, the last thing you want to think about is baseball. But game three of the World Series is kicking off here in just a few minutes. Who do you like? I like Houston. Although the Dodgers have had one of those seasons. But J.J. Watt's throwing out the first pitch tonight. Hmm. Well, he's not playing, right? He's no. Not, he's, he's out? He's out for the year. He'll come out there in a cast. I love what they did with Vin Scully the other night in L.A. That was that was I love special. Yeah. It's still hard for me to adjust to the Astros being in it, the American League. It is, yeah. 55 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Second down, nine yards to go. Dropping back Mays. Mays setting up a screen. He's going to flip it out into the flat. It's incomplete. Not sure entirely who he was trying to throw the football to. May have been Ace Taylor or Q Taylor. One of the two, they were there, but they were basically covered up by offensive linemen. You know, I have fond memories of watching Nolan Ryan pitch for the Astros against the Reds down at Riverfront Stadium. I saw Nolan Ryan pitch his final game with the, the before he blew out his arm in Cleveland against the Indians. That was it was fun watching him throw. Forty-seven years old, and the guy was still throwing 98, 99 miles an hour. He's still throwing no hitters, wasn't he? Yeah. Dropping back Mays. Mays is going to throw it up the left side, and it's going to be incomplete, almost intercepted by Blount, and then it was almost caught by the receiver of Purcell. Blount yeah, just let it go right through his hands. He would have had an interception. That's the second one tonight that Roger Bacon has let go right through their hands and incomplete. And, and I thought by not knocking it down, not only would he have given his team worse field position, but he almost gave that guy a chance to catch it. It looked like he had a, a really good shot at grabbing it. Zach that would have been a, a huge kick to the gut for that Zach Roger Cronin, Bacon defense. That was Mosley who was the intended receiver. So on fourth down, 
and nine yards to go. Purcell's going to punt the football away, and Hoover comes in to punt it, and Coleman's going to let it bounce again. It's going to hit at the 30, inside the 20, rolls inside the 15, and be downed at the 13-yard line. Boy, what a great punt. That's a 44-yard kick by Hoover. You know, I've heard actually heard about him. My sister and my brother-in-law teach over in Norwood. He was kind of a rising young athlete over there. Uh, actually looked at Roger Bacon as well. I'm impressed for a freshman that the poise he's shown back there, he's punted from his end zone a couple times under duress and has gotten some good kicks off. So there's 26 seconds left to go in the third quarter of play. It is still a 7-6 to six Roger Bacon lead. This one's... I hate to say this, but it's shaping up to be one of those heartbreakers for one of these two teams. And the officials are taking time out, and Mike Blout's down talking to the side judge at about the 15-yard line, asking him a question, and now gets an answer. Maybe they spotted the ball incorrectly. But interesting here, you know, I I count eight guys, nine guys in the box right now. Uh, Interesting to see what uh, Bacon does. Bullock hands it off to Kiner. Kiner sidesteps inside the 15 and up to the 15-yard line. He'll be stopped right there after a gain of two. Two yards on the carry. And because of that disastrous offensive possession on the last time that Roger Bacon had the football, Corey Kiner's got 22 carries tonight for 104 yards, and that is... Unofficial. We're at the end of three. Your score at the end of the third quarter of play as we head to the fourth and final quarter of football in the 2017 high school season. It's 7-6. to six. Roger Bacon over Purcell. It was seventh grade February. I was at a friend's birthday party but texted my mom to pick me up early. I wasn't feeling well. That was Friday night. By Monday morning, I was in the ER and said my last words for the next five weeks. Maddie was a healthy 12-year-old athlete, so we were shocked how quickly she declined. Her medical team took extreme measures to save her life and get her healthy again. Maddie has an athlete spirit, and thanks to her diligence in rehab, she rejoined her class in 8th grade. I was determined to go back to school and rejoin my teams. Sports taught me what it takes to stay in the game, and that to me is winning. We had no idea flu could be so serious, but the great news is it's preventable. Yearly flu vaccinations for the whole family help us all stay in the game. And now every birthday reminds us of how grateful we are to be in the winner's circle. Protect yourself and your family from the flu. Visit FamiliesFightingFlu.org. Well, as we open up this fourth quarter of play, Roger Bacon has the football going from right to left across your computer screen on second and eight. Hand off to Kiner. Kiner is going to be stacked up right at the line of scrimmage, and he may have lost a couple of yards. They're going to spot him back at the 13-yard line. So he lost two yards on the play. It'll be third down and about 11 yards to go for a first. And again, you know, I don't think there's any secret to Purcell. As evidenced by having nine guys in the box on uh, what they think is coming, uh, Mike Wild has to, to dial up a play that will take advantage of them uh, over 
Third and 11. Emphasizing. Dropping back. Bullock now hands it off to Kiner. Kiner to the wide side, the near side. Running on the, on the wide at the student body. He's going to be hit right at the 13. Tried to outrun almost the entire defensive Purcell, and that's not going to happen. And he has dropped for a one-yard loss, and it brings up fourth and 12 in punting time for the Spartans. Led by number 15, Williams. So that'll be fourth down. Now the officials are getting together and talking things over. I'm not sure what that's about. And they are going to spot the football right at the 13-yard line. And, you know, the interesting thing about this game to me is... Uh, the flag on the play was holding against the Spartans. Oh, it's going to be holding. There was a flag down. I didn't see the flag, Rob. So the flag signified holding, but Purcell's going to turn it... Down, they'll decline the penalty, and that brings up a punt for Roger Bacon. This this should not be a seven to six game. Uh, I think Bacon is the more talented team. Uh, What's interesting about declining that is Bacon probably doesn't have a third and twenty play from the three. Bird bobbles the snap from center and then gets the gets the punt away, and it's a disastrous punt that's going to be. Down at the 25-yard line. That's just a 12-yard punt, one of the worst ones of the year for Bird. But the snap was low, and he dropped it and then had to hurry it up and get it away, and he did. And it will be down at the 25, and that's where Purcell's going to have it. First and 10 at at the Roger Bacon 25-yard line. They've really self-destructed here in the past 14 or 15 minutes. Uh, starting with that, that series where they went backwards 30 or 40 yards. Uh, this is about as bad of a break as they can get, minus Bird completely fumbling that. Uh, Purcell set up in great field position. Absolutely. So the ball at the 25-yard line in Roger Bacon territory. Mays the quarterback. Fake handoff. He's looking down the middle. He's going to throw it into the end zone. It's intercepted on the play. Intercepted by Roger Bacon's Logan Wolf. Wolf to the 15, to the 20. Spins away from a couple of tacklers. Gets away from another one to the 25, to the 30. And then he's going to be gang tackled at about the 31-yard line. Turnabout is fair play, and the Spartans come up with a big play and take it over first and 10 at their own 31-yard line on a big interception by Logan Wolf. Senior night, your senior defensive back coming in to make a big play. Uh, I'm sure his dad, Brian, who's an 88 alum here tonight, uh, just honor his son, is smiling from ear to ear. Uh, couldn't ask for a bigger play for, for that kid to make in this game at that moment. 9.58 left to go in this football game. Roger Bacon takes it over in their own territory at their 31. Out of the eye, out of the pistol. Pitch out comes to Kiner around the far side. He's going to take it up to the 31. He's going to be dropped right there. No gain on the play for Kiner. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 31. And at some point, Mike Blatt's going to have to try something else. Uh, they are keyed in on Kiner. Uh, the offensive line is not getting the push they got in the first half. Uh, those. And now they're going to call a hold, another hold called against Roger Bacon, and that's going to take it back to the 22-yard line. But right now this Purcell defense has no fear that anything else is coming other than Kiner. Uh, there's nothing to, to make them think twice about how to defend. Uh, no outside passes. So it's first down. No quick hitters. 
First down and 11 yards to go as they accept the penalty. Hang off up to Kiner. Kiner up the middle, now spins it out to the right across the 25 to the 30, and he's going to be brought down at the 33-yard line. That's a gain of 11 on the play, and that's more like it. And it is close to a first down. I'll check that. It wasn't second down and 11. It was first down and 11. It was 21, and on that 11-yard carry brings up second down nine. And again, this can't be a draw to Kiner no. on third and nine. This has to be uh, Mr. Bullock making a play with his arm. So it is second down and nine. Fake hand, handoff to Kiner. Kiner lost the handle. Fumble on the play, and Purcell says they've got it. Kiner's down there trying to get the football back. The official's coming in to see who's got the football, and it is Purcell football. So the turnovers on the exchange of turnovers gives it back to Purcell at the Roger Bacon 29-yard line, and is Kiner okay? He's No, now the official comes in and says it belongs to Roger Bacon. The side judge came in and whistled it belonged to Purcell, and the head referee came in and overruled him and said it belongs to Roger Bacon. And the David Worth, I think, is coming right out of his raincoat. Wow. We've seen some crazy officiating this season, and this might be the, the topper, right? David Worth is all the way out to the hash marks, arguing with the head referee on that. The side judge came in, Rob, and he signaled it was Purcell football, and I was setting up the offensive side, and the referee, the head official, came in and gave the ball back to Roger Bacon. Boy, oh boy. Third down, ball. Okay, so let's reset it. Ball is going to be resting at the 30-yard line. 29-yard line is where they've got it, and it will be third down and about 13 yards to go. Bullock, he lost the handle to the football and has to fall on it at the 24-yard line. So that ball has got to be slick right now. Well, you know, it's set up nice. Bacon had three receivers out to the wide side of the field, only two guys over there covering. There was an opportunity to maybe get a ball out there in space to to Kuhlman or Zuri Edmondson, uh, but Bullock unable to handle it. Let's see if we can get a better punt. Uh, maybe a slick ball will, will bounce our way here. 8-10, and now the officials blow the play dead. And it's a timeout taken by Purcell. We'll take one also. We'll keep it right here. The Lucky Turtle, located in Finneytown at 8621 Winton Road, next to Arby's, with 23 taps of rotating craft and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits. The Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, vinyl night on Tuesdays, and trivia night on Thursdays. And they offer great food options, from empanadas to a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is accommodating for parties and events. Stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Sita, Roger Bacon, class of 1991. And you know, i got to say hi to Frank if he's listening, man. I love Frank. You know, my uncle played for Montpelier High School back in the 60s, and the coach got upset at him. He was a center because he snapped the ball over the punter's head, and when he came to the sideline, the coach asked him what happened. My uncle said the ball was slick. And the coach said, why didn't you ask for a dry football? Yeah. Well, you could have asked on those two pen- plays right there, Rob, we need a dry football. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think there's a place for running a little bit more of a, a fast-paced, hurry-up offense, and there's a time where you have to be very methodical 
and patient and understand that the situation you're in. So on fourth and about 20, Coleman's going to punt the football away under a heavy rush, and he gets a nice punt away. That's going to hit at about the 40, take a Roger Bacon bounce inside the 30, and it will be downed inside the 25 to the 24-yard line for a 51-yard punt. He probably got 20 yards on the roll, uh, made up for the 12-yarder last series. But, again, the defense here, we know Mays is going to keep it. Uh, last time he tried to throw it, he picked it off. He's had more incompletions than completions. Uh, no secret what they want to do, much like what Bacon was doing on offense. This defense just has to bear down and stop the Purcell offense. Okay, there's 7.56 left to go in this football game. Purcell is down by a point, 7-6. to six. If we see anything other than Mays on this drive, something's wrong. I mean, you've got your entire game in the hands of your senior quarterback. And fake handoff, and Mays is going to keep it right up the middle across the 25, out to the 30, and he'll be brought down at the 32-yard line. That's a gain of eight on the carry, and it brings up second down, two yards to go. There ought to be a federal investigation if anybody touches this football on Mays on this drive. We know that the difference here in the two strategies is, you know, Purcell is spreading the offense out. Bacon is sending guys out to cover those receivers. Purcell is just packing the box, uh, not even really dropping guys out to, to cover some of those outside guys, uh, giving Mays a little bit more room. Second and two from the 32. Purcell in their own territory. They move Taylor in motion. Handoff goes to Taylor right up the middle. That is Q Taylor. Q Taylor is going to take it out to the 34-yard line, and he's going to be close to a first down. Depends on where they spot the football. He had to get to the 34. Now, whether it's inside the 34 or outside the 34 is the question. They're going to go ahead and give him the first down. So first and 10 for Purcell at the 34-yard line in their own territory. Clock moving. We're under seven minutes to go in the football game. It's a 7-6 Roger Bacon lead. Receivers not wide on both sides. Be surprised to see maybe a wheel route or a, a screen pass here trying to throw this defense off. Mays. Fake hand. Now handoff to the man on the jet. That's Mosley. Mosley to the 40 to the 45-yard line. He spins around, and he's going to be taken down at the 48-yard line. 14 yards on the carry by Nylon Mosley, the senior. And it's another first down for Good for first down. Still in their own territory at the 48-yard line. Clock running, six and a half minutes left to go in this football game. Mays in the backfield with Taylor to the right of him. Look to the line, now looks to the sideline for the play call. Now he'll go back up. Play clock not even under five yet. Handoff goes to Q Taylor. Taylor takes it up to midfield after a gain of two on the carry. Handoff and it's second and eight for the Cavaliers. By number four, Logan and I will go out on a limb here and say this play is the biggest play of the game for Roger Bacon. Uh, what happens here on a second and long, uh, this part of the field, midfield, very little time left, inability to do anything on offense, uh, I think will really kind of be indicative of, of what happens on the outcome of this game. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball just shy of midfield, just over the 49-yard line. 5.42 and running. Left to go in this football game. Mays is going to throw it. He throws it out into the flat. It is complete. 
to Taylor. It's Ace Taylor. And Ace Taylor takes it inside Roger Bacon territory to the 42-yard line. And that is a first down. Three three receivers, two men in coverage. Uh, Numbers game. Well-designed play to run a a five-yard hitch. Uh, First down. First and ten at the Roger Bacon 42-yard line. Mays with Q Taylor to the right of him. Receivers out wide. Now Mays takes the snap, runs out to the right, and the officials are going to blow the play dead. And it is illegal procedure called against the Cavaliers. The Cavaliers, so that will knock them back five yards and bring up first and 15 back to the 47-yard line, but they're still in Spartan territory. Right in midfield and in the middle of the Spartan insignia. So it brings up first and 15. Mays again now shifts Q Taylor, the running back, to the left of him. Ball in the center of the field. Good snap, handoff, fake handoff. Mays is going to throw it out to the right, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to Mosley. Covered there by Kuhlman, and it brings up second and 15. Looks like Chris Kugley getting a little bit of pressure, forced Mays to rush that throw. Haven't called his name much tonight. Uh, The senior, I know Mount St. Joe was here watching him. Uh, Be exciting if he stayed local. But uh, Chris has got a lot of options. Smart kid, good athlete. And he's playing with that club on his hand. He's been playing with a broken hand for, what, about four weeks? Tough kid. So it brings up second down, 15 yards to go, 4.53. Mays throws it out into the flat, complete to Mosley. Mosley to the 45 of Roger Bacon, to the 40, to the 35, 30, and he's out of bounds inside the 30 at the 28-yard line. That's a 19-yard reception. And is there a flag on the play? It's a Cavalier first down. I thought the way Kugley was celebrating, there is a flag down. And what is the call going to be? Tell you what, it, it has been an interesting evening trying to decipher what is a penalty tonight and what isn't. And now, after they get done talking it over... It will be unsportsmanlike conduct called against Purcell. Well, I don't know how Bacon's defense can gives that play up at this point of the game, but now you go 15 yards back the other way. Another break for Bacon, uh, who have, are doing everything they can to give this game away and have been for the, the half. Uh, so that's going to mark it back to the 43, Rob. Not Not much further... Or not much closer than they were when they started before that play. Again, Bacon's defense now, we've seen a little variety. they got to bear down and, and stop this drive. Except for they get the new downs. They get a new set of downs. It's first down. First and ten from the Spartan 43. Dropping back Mays is going to throw it into the flat to Taylor. It went off his hands, and Taylor dropped it. Now, that could have been a lateral called also, but the side judge comes in, and we all know that the side judge really has no authority in tonight's game, according to the head referee, and he says it was an incomplete pass. So the head referee will let him call that one, and that brings up second down and ten. So that puts it right back at the 43-yard line, second and ten, 436. Boy, as fast as the first half went, Rob, the second half is moving at a snail's pace. 
Yeah, we went virtually the first half with no penalties, uh, a lot of running, very few passes. Uh, different story the second half. Second and ten. Mays throws it out into the flat. Incomplete to DeMonte Everett. Everett let the ball just hit it in the hands and fell to the turf. Incomplete. Third and ten. I am really surprised at the play calling by Purcell. Well, the variety has worked. They've done a good job of throwing Bacon off a little bit. You know, Bacon was kind of geared up for a lot of maze. They've moved the ball around, a couple screens and bubbles. Um, now it's third receiver's got to catch it, though. Now it's third down and ten from the Roger Bacon 43. Mays is going to throw it upfield. He's got a receiver. That's Ace Taylor, and it's incomplete. Knocked away by Logan Wolf. And it brings up fourth and ten with 4.27 left to go in the game. We're going to see Hoover here, which I'm a little surprised that, you know, you're on the Bacon side of the field. Four minutes left. They want to change. They want to pin the Spartans back as deep as they can and then hope their defense holds. And the way their defense has been playing here in the second half, Rob, it's probably not a bad idea. And, and as poorly as Bacon's offense has played, uh, not and, a terrible idea, um, but and, an interesting gamble, potentially. And now Purcell is going to have to take a timeout because the play clock is running out. 4.27 left to go in the game. It's Roger Bacon 7, Purcell 6. Spartan fans, Josh Wilking here, proud member of the class of 2012 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your full-service Chevrolet dealership and proud partner of Roger Bacon Athletics. Thank you, Spartan Army, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing full-size franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Sales, service, parts, and body shop. We can handle all your automotive needs. KelseyChev.com. Hail Spartans. We are Kelsey Chevrolet from all. So now Purcell used a timeout, and they've decided to go for it. They've got Mays back out onto the field on 4th and 10 from the Bacon 43-yard line. They need to get inside the 33. Biggest play of the game right here after this timeout. 4th and 10. Mays takes the snap. He looks upfield. He's going to be hit behind the line. He's going to fall and drop at the 49-yard line. In Purcell territory, loss of seven on the play, and the Roger Bacon Spartans take it over after the sack in Purcell territory. James Thompson and Chris Coogley uh, coming up big when the Spartans needed them to. That was a big gamble for Worth. You burn a timeout, you go for it. Uh, Bacon now at midfield. Uh, They put a little bit together. They can run this clock out and uh, take the victory. Seven to six, Spartans lead it. Kuhlman goes out wide to the right-hand side. Got to protect the ball, though. Now there appears to be some confusion on the offensive end for Roger Bacon. Wolf comes running in off the field. Now he goes running off. That would be a penalty in the NFL. Bullock, handoff to Kiner. Kiner right up the middle to the 49, and he'll be dropped right at the 49 for no gain on the play. Goes right up the center. He's got 26 carries unofficially for 114 yards tonight, but he has virtually been non-existent here in this second half. We know it's always interesting the difference between when he gets a little bit of blocking and when it's 11-on-1. And uh, we've seen a lot of 11-on-1s tonight in the second half. Edmondson, slot left. Kuhlman, wide left. Kappel goes out wide to the right-hand side with Wolf in the slot to the right. 
Kiner to the left of Bullock. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 49. Bullock's going to keep it himself on the fake handoff. Takes it to the 45, to the 40 on the near side. He's going to be run out of bounds at about the 33-yard line on the play. Nice play design, 16 yards on the game by the sophomore quarterback, and it's a first down for the Spartans. And the difference there, unlike that sneak we saw near the goal line, is he took off. When he has to hesitate or, or tap the feet a little bit like a dancer, he's not fast enough to make up for it. Uh, but again, that gamble now first down, three and a half minutes left, only one timeout for Purcell. Uh, let's see if Bacon can close it out. 3.34 left to go in the game. Clock stops because he went out of bounds. He didn't go out of bounds? Well, there now, we go. There now we go. they'll get the clock started. Boy, it took a long time for that to get started. And Bullock is just going to take as much time as he can because the play clock didn't start until the official started the clock. So he's got 25 seconds that he can run off of this thing. We're at 315 and running, and the back judge still has not put his hand up in the air. So Bullock's just standing there. Now the hand goes in the air. Now they'll go to the offense. Bullock takes the snap. Hand off to Kiner around the right-hand side. He's going to be stopped at the 35, skips through a couple of tackles, and takes it down to the 32-yard line. So a gain of a yard on the carry. It brings up second and nine. And, boy, Roger Bacon got a break there because the officials never set the ball in play until the clock started running. And now Kiner leaves the football game. He looks like he may have sprained his right ankle. And he skips off to the sideline. So that's going to bring in an empty backfield. Now check that. Deer is into the ball game now. I'd put Bullock under center and let him just bowl forward. Second down, nine yards to go. With two and a half minutes, 2.20 remaining to go in this football game. And again, Bullock doing what he needs to do, taking all the time he can. Now the hand goes up in the air, and the handoff, Bullock's going to keep it on the fake handoff to Deer, and Bullock's just going to take it inside the 30 to the 29-yard line for a gain of three, and it's third and six. Purcell, as far as I can tell, Rob, has only got one timeout left. Now Kiner's back into the ballgame, and Deer leaves. And it, I like the play call of, of Bullock keeping it. I don't like putting him in a shotgun when he does it. It's another three or four yards for him to have to make up, and he's not a, a fast kid. He is a big kid. Uh, put him under center with a muscle it. I expect Kiner on the edge here as they continue to try to run the clock out. Third down, six yards to go. Ball at the 29-yard line of Purcell. Bullock again, taking as much time as he can. Kiner behind him. Now the hand goes up in the air, and Bullock sets the offense. And the snap. Hand off to Kiner. Kiner off the right-hand side to the 25-20. He's got the first down, and he'll be staying in the smart play to the 13-yard line, and that should do it. That's a 16-yard carry for Kiner, and it's a first down, more importantly, for the Spartans, and that should wrap up this football game with a minute 15 to go. And you know what? what's the happiest thing for me is, you know, I went to the Grotto my senior year with Dave Kathman on a loss for the last time. Going there for a win over a rival like this is special for those eight seniors. And the victory formation is out there right now for the Spartans as Bullock is going to look at the back judge. And now let's see what happens. I think Purcell, the officials, blew their whistle. The clock is still running. Everybody's standing around doing nothing, and now the hand goes up in the air, 
and Roger Bacon will take the snap, and Bullock will take a knee. But you have to wonder, Purcell using two timeouts on punt uh, earlier in the half. Uh, now you have a situation you can't stop the clock, and that really is what the, the story of this drive was, was Bacon getting a little success finally, and Purcell unable to do anything about it. 40 seconds and running left to go in the football game, and some little extracurricular activities going on after that, but it doesn't matter. They get everybody squared away. Bullock's just going to run this under the 25-second mark, and this should be the last play of the season. It's under 20. Now 20 seconds to go. The official back judge still standing there, and now Bullock will take the snap, and he'll take a knee, and now Purcell came in and smacked Bullock as he was down on a knee, and there's a little, again, extracurricular activities going on. The officials do manage to break it up. And that is now Purcell is going back after one of the Roger Bacon players. The officials are trying to keep it under control. The coaches are coming out trying to keep it under control. And that's what you get when you've got 90 years of frustration built up between these two ball clubs. And this one, you know, either way... Either way this went, Rob, I said it was going to be a heartbreaking loss, and it's a frustrating loss for Purcell tonight, 7-6. to six. Crazy game that we all the scoring came in the first four or five minutes of this game. Two touchdown drives, and looked like it was going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, ends up being a defensive showdown since then. So your final score here tonight in the final game of the year, Roger Bacon wins it. The Spartans 7 and Purcell 6. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mount School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash mba. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sunday's, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sunday's for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sunday's. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winston Road in Finneytown. CardinalMotors.com. Cardinal Motors, serving the tri-state vehicle needs. Quality vehicles, friendly staff. Visit us today at CardinalMotors.com. 513-939-AUTO. Good credit, bad credit, first-time buyer, we got you covered. CardinalMotors.com. I got my new car at CardinalMotors.com. Looking for your next quality car, truck, van, or SUV? Visit CardinalMotors.com today. Visit us at any of our three locations in Hamilton and Fairfield. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. Well, your final score here tonight at Ron Basevich Stadium. 
It was 7-6. to six. Roger Bacon wins it here tonight in the final game of the year, and they celebrate with the alma mater. There's nothing sweeter than winning your final football game unless it's your final football game on senior night. Yeah, it's uh, it's special. And for those eight guys who get to go up to the grotto tonight, one last time, they get to go out on a high note. Uh, you know, we had Mel Anthony and, and Harry Tolliver come in and, and tell them how much the rivalry meant and also how much it meant to leave it all on the field uh, and know that you gave your all and, and hopefully take that victory home and, and what's a, a big deal uh, for 90 years now for this school. Uh, so I feel really good about them. Uh, I do hope next year, uh, after this game, we're looking ahead to playoffs. Uh, I think with a young team, the growth they've shown over the season, uh, some play, making plays now when they need to make them, that, that's a, a good possibility for us. Well, and now Roger Bacon has won four of the last five in this get-together for the past 90 years. And I'll tell you what, the future is really bright for the Spartans when they've got the amount of players that are coming back to this football team next year, including along both lines. Your, your key talented players, your key players being your quarterback, of course your running backs, your wide receivers, your kickers. They've got a lot of great talent coming back to this team next year. You've got eight seniors. Three of them are starters. One of them plays in the rotation, and that's it. Uh, it's all underclassmen, and they're all coming back. Uh, there's some freshmen who are looking at the incoming freshmen who are looking at the school uh, who are really talented players, kids who are in the neighborhood. Uh, it looks like the future is really bright. Next year is going to be really exciting. And four and six looks better than three and seven. And third place, yeah. right? It's been a long time since they've uh, you know had an outright uh, finish that wasn't last. Uh, Mike has slowly built this program back up. They are on firm ground. I think they turned the corner a couple weeks ago against Carroll, Fenwick. They were impressive up there on the road. They get a big win tonight. Uh, things are moving in the right direction. And I couldn't feel better for this young team. So the Spartans are now four and six. They end up the season two and five in the GCL, while Purcell goes to two and eight overall, and they are one and six in the GCL Central. And Roger Bacon finishes up in third place in the GCL Central. Here's a look at the stats. Corey Kiner, 30 rushes tonight, 132 net yards. Boy, I was really close. I had him for 131. But here is the deal. Passing-wise for Purcell, they were 5 of 20 passing for negative 59, for only 59 yards tonight. Meanwhile, Roger Bacon, they were 6 of 10 passing for 59 yards tonight. 60% completion, 25% completion rate for Purcell. We saw a lot of drop passes. In fact, on the last drive, right, we saw a huge drop uh, that put them in a bind, uh, ended up uh, going for it on fourth down, uh, turned the ball over on downs. You know, Mays takes a big sack. Uh, the first time Bacon was able to really kind of bear down and get to him. Uh, so really interesting set of statistics. Uh, Mr. Kiner, again, the, the focus. I think every game we saw this year, we saw at least eight guys in the box. He still had a fantastic season for a, a young 15-year-old kid. 
uh, as that line gets bigger and stronger, and Henneke's and Sunderman are incredible, they will get those guys going, uh, much like they did uh, Big Country last year, who's now playing Division One football. Uh, this team is really going to be special. As far as rushing was concerned, Roger Bacon had 42 carries tonight as a team, 156 yards. We said Corey Kiner had 132 of them on 30 rushes. Purcell, 26 carries tonight, 144 yards. Time of possession, well, Roger Bacon had 11 more minutes in time of possession than Purcell did. But Mitch Myers, Mitch Mays tonight, excuse me, Mitch Mays, it's, uh, it's yeah. Halloween. Myers is in the back of my mind. Mitch Mays, he had 17 rushes tonight for 121 yards net. We'll be back to wrap things up for the final time from Bron Bezovich Stadium right after this timeout. Hi, I'm Jim Lachey. Studies show that students who play school sports tend to have better attendance records, higher grade point averages, and fewer discipline problems and are more likely to pursue a college education. High school sports also teach leadership, character, provide a foundation for becoming a good citizen. Let's respect the game. And remember to keep the student first and student-athlete. This message brought to you by the Ohio High School Athletic Association. Well, for the final time tonight, your final score, 7-6. to six. Roger Bacon wins it here this evening. And your final thoughts on the season, Rob? Uh, you know what? As we sat down against McNicholas and we saw this team struggle, the one thing we had asked or hoped for uh, as fans, as well as the commentators, is we, we get to see this team grow up and make improvements uh, and really kind of light the spark for next year. I think they did that. We knew Kiner was special and that he was going to have a great season and he was going to make exciting plays. But watching the rest of this team uh, grow up and make plays as the season went along and really mature has been exciting, and, and I'm really looking forward to what happens next season. Well, we'll be back next season. We want to thank all of our sponsors that made this possible this year and if you'd like to join in just feel free to let us know and we'll be glad to bring you on board not only during the basketball season but during the football season next year for Roger Bacon. Rob, I want to thank you for stopping in and helping us out and actually bringing us and getting us involved in all of this. It was your idea, your brainchild and it was an excellent idea. I've had a lot of fun. Well, you know, my my question for you really is that it's, you know, Seven games in here, you, you kind of have been uh, welcomed into the fabric of Roger Bacon. That was the voice of Roger Bacon Sports. Uh, what has been like for you and uh, your impression of Roger it's, Bacon? It's been point? fun, and, and the thing about it is it's different than a lot of other high schools in the state of Ohio, and I've been involved with a lot of them and know a lot of athletic directors around the state. But the one thing about it is you're right. When you told me that this was a family, I thought, yeah, uh-huh, it is. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you talk to people. I go out in the into the area and talk to people from Roger Bacon. It is definitely a family. And every time you've talked to somebody, interviewed somebody, they've said the same thing. It is a family. Yeah, we we had a coach on the staff last year who played out in California, played at Arizona State, was an All American, played for the the Saints and the Bengals, visit a lot of big locker rooms and you know really interesting situations. And the one thing he said was, he goes, when I'm somewhere and I'm wearing a Roger Bacon shirt, he goes, it's astonishing to me how much this school talks about family and means it. He goes, they buy my cup of coffee, they pick up my lunch, <laughs> they pat me on the back. Uh, they really mean it when they say it. That's always been the case here. It's what makes it special. Uh, we're happy to have you down here doing these games with us. Look forward to basketball. Uh, and as this thing evolves, uh, you 
learning more about the experience that is Roger Bacon. It is a lot of fun. So Roger Bacon ends up four and six on the season. Our thanks to Tommy Watkins for helping us out last week, too. We'd be remiss if we didn't say that. Our thanks to the hierarchy here at Roger Bacon, all the fans that listened in to Greg Mitchell for producing all of this on Ultimate Sports Talk. But most of all, our thanks have to go out to you for listening here this season and welcoming us here to do these broadcasts. Rob, thanks a lot. We'll see you again next season. Thank you. So for Rob Rickenbaugh, I'm Dave Mitchell for a final time here tonight. Your final score, Roger Bacon 7 and Purcell 6. Basketball's right around the corner. We'll see you then. Until then, have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports presentation of Roger Bacon High School Football. This game has been brought to you by The Lucky Turtle on 8621 Winton Road in Finneytown. OneCom Media. Call for all your digital needs at 513-268-2799. Kelsey Chevrolet. Call Josh Wilking. Roger Bacon, Class of 2012 at 812-532-2931. KelseyChev.com. The Mount St. Joe University. Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Substation 2 in Florence. Call for your next event at 859-371-9490. Join us next time for Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This has been an UltimateSportsTalk.com internet radio presentation.